Yeah, and it would almost be, like, too hard to even do, like, an in-memoriam mention just because the list is... Even if you didn't go in-depth or have a discussion you just listed, it would just be too friggin' long. Yeah. Yeah. 2016 leaves with a dick punch. Uh, <laughs> dick grenades. <laughs> dick, yeah, the dick grenades. Well, the, I mean, that's what I'm wondering what the finale is going to be because we, you know, we're coming on the. I'm not coming on nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm coming on New Year's Eve. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I found the cold open. <laughs> I hope your wife listens to that. <laughs> Thanks. That, that'll be fun. <laughs> she'll hear it after New Year's Eve, though. <laughs> yeah, she'll hear it the first thing of the new year. Yeah, that's true. There's no way this is going up before the new year, so, <laughs> so I'll just get slapped after. That, that's yeah, it'll either so. have happened or it didn't. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and His Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick, and my guests for this episode include Mike Romano. Hello. Mike Bradley. Hello. Josh Zorch. Me too. And for our fifth, well, fourth guest, fifth person total, coming back from the dead, because I think you've won one before? Yes, just one so far. Uh, Matt Close. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Woohoo, Matt Close is here! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So we haven't, this is the first one he's doing remotely. I think the, the first one we did was the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it was actually at my house. We did yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, that was boy. like one of the first ones we did under the Bry Guy Super Friends banner. So yeah, we have an overabundance of Super Friends. It's going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so for this episode, we're going to be going over each of our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2017. So the most anticipated movies of the year and our favorites favorite movies of the year for the past year those are like my favorite episodes to do so for anyone who hasn't listened to those before uh each of us compiles a list of our top 10 most anticipated movies for the year we'll be starting with everyone's 10 we'll move on to everyone's nine and so on until we get to the number one most anticipated for everybody's list uh half of the fun is the show we haven't compared lists prior to recording this so everyone's picks will be a surprise for everyone uh, I mean, I'm sure there will probably be some obvious choices, like Star Wars, Guardians, Spider-Man, all that stuff will probably be in there. Uh, but we'll see what kind of hidden gems we have along the way. Uh, <clears throat> so going through, I think when we've done this in the past, it's only been four people. So with five of us on, this could be a little bit more time-consuming, but if we get through all the lists in somewhat of a timely manner, uh, we got a few other categories we might try to hit at the end. Um, so we might have a few honorable mentions that just missed our lists of top 10. And, uh, I think each of us put a, or saved a couple movies that were sort of going to categorize it as like, what the hell are they thinking category? Basically some movies that we can't believe are actually being made for 2017. Um, but I think actually before we get into the list, I just had one question to everybody. Uh, how many movies in your top 10 are superhero or comic book related? Because I think I have seven of my top ten. Are we calling Jedi superheroes? <laughs> no. I only have three. Well, that's comic book related. Do you want to classify Star Wars as comic? Okay. 
We'll, yeah. we'll classify Star Wars as that. Eight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if, if Star Wars counts for that, five. I've got four. I have... I did confirm. I have seven. Josh, how many do you have? Three. Three? Okay. Yep. That wow. is a lot lower than I thought it would be for you. I expected low from Matt. I didn't expect three from Josh, so this could be interesting. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we did beforehand figure out what order we're going to go in. So we're going to have Matt go first. We're going to have Mike Romano second. Josh is third. Mike Bradley fourth. And I'm going to finish up as the fifth spot for all these. So we're going to start with Matt Close's number 10 most anticipated movie for 2017. All right, everybody, here we go. So for my number 10 movie, it's a sequel that's supposed to come out this year, and I'm hoping that it does. It's World War Z 2. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard some things that it's supposed to come out in June, and I've also heard that it might be moving back. So I'm hoping that it stays on for this year because the first movie was really awesome. It was definitely a good zombie movie that I was happy to see, I guess. Uh, does anyone know, is Brad Pitt still in that movie? Is he, he is going to be in it, yes. Do we have any idea what it's about? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- there's, there's no book for this one, so. Right, yeah, There's there and, supposedly is no the, plot at the moment. Yeah, and the first movie had nothing to do with the actual book. They pretty much just borrowed the title. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's true. Maybe we'll get the, the book story out of this one. But yeah. uh, as far as the timeline, I'm not sure because, like, David Fincher is listed as the director, but it still says rumored. So that's probably not a good sign that they're going to be on that timeline. But if they can get it together and get it out, I would be curious to see what they do with it. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about them saying they're being so uh, not sure of what's happening with everything that they may or may not get it out in time. Yeah, anytime you you announce something for June, like that's coming in the summer, we haven't seen a trailer or anything for it yet. I don't know. Yeah. It could be it could it could be delayed a couple years. It was definitely it was one of the ones one of the movies that I've had for almost probably three quarters of 2017 that didn't have a trailer out yet for it. I I completely forgot about that. If I if I would have remembered that, it would probably have been in my top ten. I'm just I'm I'm wondering what the what the plot like after the first movie because I I don't know the book so I don't really I, I know. know the book and I mean I guess they could kind of follow the book maybe a little bit and just show like how they fought back that would be that yeah because like after the, mean, the the first movie ended with them you know sort yeah. of figuring everything out so where are they gonna go from there yeah because in in the book they they talk about how like they fought back I don't I don't know if either of you guys any of you it, guys have read the book yet I, I might be the only one that actually read the book I did oh you did yeah so did yeah. I. That's an awesome the, book, by the way. Book the, the, book, the book is very boots-on-the-ground stories. You get yeah. a lot of stories from guys on the front lines of the battle. And it, like Josh said, the, the first movie really doesn't focus on that at all. Although Jerry does show up. Um, yeah. like He's, yeah, he's in mean, the like... book, but it follows many storylines. It's not just one singular hero character. Yeah, it, there, there's really not a narrative to the story. It actually, the way that it's written is somebody who is kind of writing up interviews with people around the world about their experiences yeah. through it, the it, zombie war. But it like war. steps it through. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, as Matt said, what they did turn it into was a pretty cool zombie flick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, nothing wrong with the movie. Most. Yeah, definitely different than most other zombie movies. 
Max Brooks himself has a very different take on zombies. You know, mm-hmm. he, if you read his other book, The Zombie Survival Guide, it, <laughs> yeah. it really is just a step-by-step how to survive zombies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and he takes a very practical approach to the idea of it and the problems that people would face, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alright, anything else to add for World War Z 2, or we'll move on? Well, as of now, uh, if IMDb is listing that as a release of June 9th, that's the same day that the Tom Cruise Mummy movie is supposed to come out, so I don't know if I can see both. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're, are they both Universal? Nah, I don't know, does it matter? Well, I mean, if it's both Universal <laughs> the same company, it's definitely not coming out the same day. Yeah, I thought World War no, was Fox. Not. Okay. All right, so they, I mean, they could possibly compete with each other if they really want to try for that, but yeah, more than likely, I feel like, again, especially since we haven't really heard anything for the sequel, uh, I think we'll be hard-pressed to see it come out in 2017, especially if they want it to be a summer blockbuster. Right. True. Although the idea of, like, summer blockbusters are going to be, not necessarily owned, but they're going to be taken up by comic book movies for the foreseeable future. So there's not going to be a summer where there's nothing coming out between May and August that something like that is going to be opportunistic and squeeze in because nothing else is going to be out for a few months. So (laughs) everyone else is just kind of fighting for, you know, some entertainment dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Now that Marvel added the third movie every year, they really plugged that gap. (laughs) This year, Spider-Man's going to be out during summer and, Yep. They've been kind of doing then, the spring and fall yeah. before this, and now they're going to pop one out in the summer and see what happens. Well, Spider-Man's only May, right? July. July. Spider-Man oh, yeah. is July, and then 2018 Ant-Man 2 will be July. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, Alright, so we'll move on to Romano's number 10. Four. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to put it at number 10. 10. I, well, I think it's just because, like, I don't, it just, I, I think because I'm hearing rumors of, like, Planet Hulk. And okay. I, I just think, because I'm, I'm hoping it's wishful thinking, because Ragnarok kind of, I mean, um, what the hell is the second one? Dark World. Dark World. Dark World, Dark World yeah. I Kind of, like, was, like, meh, poo-poo for me. Uh, yeah. So, and I didn't really care for it. So I'm hoping they redeem themselves, and because uh, I feel like it's gonna, it, it seems like if they're if they're going with like, um, with Thor, uh, with, with Hulk World and stuff like that, like Planet Hulk, and I already saw that I think Benedict Cumberbatch is already um, slated to be in that too. So yeah, I mean, I mean they okay. teased that in Doctor Strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that could be pretty epic. I mean, well, I didn't see Doctor Strange, so thanks for ruining that for me. Oh. I didn't see it either. <laughs> it, 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 you're, you're fine. It doesn't ruin anything. No. It's actually like the post credit scene. Yeah, can we pause there for a second? How did you not see Doctor Strange? I don't know. I just didn't really have an interest in going to see it and just never made it. I mean, I wanted to see it, but it wasn't like I had to go see it. Alright. And then we just, and just shit just got busy with between me and Jess and stuff like that, so we really never got a chance to go see it, so. Alright, fair enough. It's probably the main reason. I mean, as soon as it comes out on video, I'm just gonna straight out buy it. I'm not even gonna. Ran it. I'm just straight up by it. Yeah, it's a good choice. It was good. My whole idea with the Thor Ragnarok and why I'm excited for it, but 
you know, not as is because I they they have a lot of stuff they're throwing into this movie. You know, you're getting the Hulk, you're getting Hela, you're getting so many new characters. Being Obviously, put more this Loki. Movie. Yeah, Loki's gonna be there. Yeah, Valkyrie's gonna be there. Uh, Scourge. I mean, they're they're bringing along a lot for what it seems like just for one movie, and I feel like sometimes that leads to clutter in a plot, but we'll see how they handle it. Well, it could just be there at the point where they just want to throw everything, like, in the kitchen sink in there with it. And that's what... Civil War, though. Yeah, they threw a bunch of shit in there, and that worked pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but how how many of them were new characters? You know? True. Well, that's fair, yeah. So... Yeah, unfortunately, the things I'm looking to looking forward to most in Thor are not Thor. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, no. that's pretty much that's, that's kind of what I'm. I don't really care much about him individually as much anymore. But as much new and interesting things that they can show me or advance the overall narrative of you know Asgard's interaction with the other realms or its uh possible role in furthering the infinity arc that's what i'm looking forward to i i've been kind of bored with thor as an individual character for a while but that cast though, on... that cast is fantastic yeah is. they made a really deep cast so yeah they did we get some jeff goldblum in the mcu that's awesome <laughs> right that's going to be fun <laughs> yes wait jeff goldblum's in it yes yes, he yes. Is. What the hell is he doing? Who was he playing? Grandmaster? Yeah. Yes, yeah. the Grandmaster. I know nothing about that character, but I want to see what he does. Yep. Yeah, I'll watch Jeff Goldblum for anything. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Alright, anything else for Ragnarok? Nope? Okay. Moving on to Josh's number 10. Alright, my number 10 is coming out towards the beginning of the year. It is Split. Uh, okay. Uh, it's the next M. Night Shyamalan directed oh, I picture. I saw the trailer for that. Um, which, after... Last Airbender was terrible. The Happening was terrible. <laughs> uh, Lady in the Water was terrible. <laughs> the Village was okay. I think Signs is a little overrated, but I think it was okay. So he kind of lost me for a long time. Um, I did not see, I think it was last year, it was called The Visitors. I did not see it, Visits. I heard it, yeah, so I didn't see it, but I heard it It was pretty good, it was kind of a return to form for him, um, and the Wait, fact that- because nothing was good. <laughs> <laughs> How do you return to form when nothing's good? Are you saying, Tell like, you signs? Don't... <laughs> you don't have a <laughs> like... soft spot in your, in your heart for, uh, Sixth Her... Sense? I don't. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess that was okay. I think it was the actors though that did it. Um, All right, touche. The, the visit, his big M Night Shyamalan twist in that movie, I predicted about, about... three minutes into it. Okay, I'm not going to say what it was. Like I'm just goes. saying, three minutes into it, I knew what it was. It was just kind of <laughs> like, all right, so we're going to watch this whole movie and know what's going to happen. <laughs> um. Fair enough. I, I, I think that James McAvoy looks really good from the trailer, and I think the fact that he consented to do that script with that director says a lot about the potential for it. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah, I mean, he, 
he's a hell of an actor, and I respect him a lot. So, and uh, to be honest, if it wasn't him, um, and if it, it was just a, I hate to say, like a le- a le- actor of lesser known credentials and and uh, and observed abilities, I probably wouldn't care that much. Uh, but I, I feel like he lent he lends some credence to it. Uh, so I think it looks really interesting and I kind of want to see how screwed up he can be. Yeah. Cause he's supposed to be playing what, like 23 or 27 different people. Yeah. Split personalities. Yeah. Definitely looks real creepy. Yeah. Uh, huh. it's right up your alley, Josh. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else for split? Nope. All right. Uh, Mike Bradley, number 10. My number 10 is Flatliners. Uh, oh, they okay. are doing a sequel to the original Flatliners. This is not a remake. It is actually a sequel. Kiefer oh, wow, Sutherland will be appearing. Um, we are getting one hell of a cast for a movie that's fairly under the radar. Um, now, I know I've heard the first one. Can you just sort of summarize or refresh what the first one is? The, the basic idea of it is it's a sci-fi horror movie, so it's a little bit of both going on, but they're basically, are they med students, sci- neuroscience students, um, yeah. and they're, they're testing out what happens at the moment of death, um, and basically they're flatliners because they test what happens on themselves and revive themselves to come back. Um, okay, okay. So they're inducing death in a way and reviving themselves and bunch of go out and watch it. It's really entertaining. It's mm-hmm. uh, an excellent movie. This one, um, as I said, you're getting Ellen Page, you're getting Diego Luna, you're getting Kiefer Sutherland coming back. It, with Diego Luna in it, I'm I'm in. I mean, especially after Rogue One, I'm <laughs> even more a fan. I was a fan of his before. I'm more of a fan now. Um, so it, it's interesting to see where they're going to go next with what they did. Um, Josh, did this make your list with Ellen Page? Uh, it it did not, only because I think, like, for me, 2017 is getting so overwhelmed by not only... And not that this is one, but not only comic book movies, but I was actually, I, I, I was heartened at how many original or intriguing ideas for movies that I saw in 2017 were. So there was, it was really hard for me to put my list together. So like my, my honorable mentions is like 30 other movies. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'll narrow that down to it, just a few. Uh, but no, this didn't, but it, it definitely was on, on my radar. Uh, I just checked out the director to see what else he's done, and he did the uh, Swedish versions of uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So he did oh, okay. the original foreign version of that first movie, which and, and I, I saw that whole trilogy, the foreign version. I really dug it. Um, so, yeah, this could be pretty good. Cool. Uh, Mike, are they just calling it Flatliners and that's it? Not like Flatliners 2 or anything? As far no, as it looks, it's just going to be Flatliners. So is it... Okay. That's... <laughs> if it, it, they're claiming it is a sequel. So that so, I mean, I find that odd for a sequel that it doesn't even have, like, a subtitle or anything. I mean, it's what... It's like 27 years later. 
for a sequel. So I'm going to say the original they said was like 1990. Yeah, but still, I think like anyone that follows the original, if they're not following it, I think they'd get confused that it's a reboot then. I would assume they're going to make that clear. Okay. It, It... It doesn't even have the ability to fall back on, you know how, like, the first Alien movie was Alien, and the sequel was Aliens. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't Flatliner. They can't even fall back on, like, the first one just being Flatliner or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Anything else for that one? Or we'll move on to my number 10. Nope. Okay. Uh, My number 10 is Power Rangers. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, you know, just growing up with the series, I'm interested to see what they do with a rebooted movie version. It looks a little, you know, dark and gritty is the way Hollywood is going. They look like they're taking a page from Chronicle and they're just making it Power Rangers. I, I'd say they're taking about six chapters from Chronicle. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to copy a movie, that's not a bad one to do. Chronicle is pretty awesome. Not necessary. Yeah. So, you, you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say we'll see what it looks like through the chronicle lens and see what it see what they do. We still haven't seen like I think there might be leaked photos of like the Zords and the suits and stuff out there. Well, I know we did get a promotional picture of the suits because I think we talked yeah. about the suits before. Yeah, um, there, but there is. I myself haven't seen the Zords or anything yet, so I'm anxious to see how, what the designs look like. Look, look up the um, one of the most recent posters for the movie. They have a tease at some of the Zords on it. See, I don't even know if I want to know, though. I feel like I just kind of want to go in the movie and see what it looks like. Okay. I mean, they're out there if you want them, okay, like in, yeah, in official enough. stuff. But if you don't, then then yeah, just avoid it. I mean, dark and gritty or not, if I don't get it's morphin' time at some point in there, <laughs> I'm just... Even the theme song, know. right? The theme song has to be in there. Even, even if they do it the way they did with the last Ninja Turtles movie and just run it during the credits. Yeah, yeah. Like... The way they did that, that was perfect in the last Ninja Turtles movie. So that, I would be fine with that. But we better get some putties that are going <laughs> and doing all that stuff. Like that's classic Power Ranger stuff. There, that has to be in there. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I might be on the minority here, looking forward to this one. But it's it made my list. I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about the theater, but I'm definitely gonna see it. Fair enough. I was real curious about it. It didn't really make my list at all, but I did grow up with it, so it was. I'm I'm curious about. It. I really haven't watched any trailers for it yet, though. It's on my like my honorable honorable mention list. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you haven't even seen the trailer for it. I haven't. Oh, watch the trailer and then come back to me. Okay, let me know what you think. Um, I just right, hope so that if if that, real quick if there's a if there's a uh, post credit scene on it, there better be some kind of tease to the Green Ranger. Did you hear the rumors that uh, Rita Repulsa is a, like used to be a Green Ranger? Given the costume that I've seen, that would be, I I would follow that. I would go with it. I'd love to see what they do with that. Yeah, they're saying sure. that Rita, the that version of Rita for the for the movie is like a fallen ranger, and now she's like hunting them down and trying to take them out, which sounds interesting. Again, all right. Whether, well, whether or not yeah, that's I mean, complete BS, I guess we'll see. But it's an interesting. This, this idea. is something. This is something that doesn't exactly have a masterwork canon. <laughs> that they can't destroy and make That's their fair. own to make it better. So if they want to take it an interesting route like that, more power to them. I would love and to let's see not it forget, that way. Brian Cranston is Zordon. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the hell is that going to look like? <laughs> How the hell I they get Brian Cranston for a Power Rangers movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I still wonder that, but... Okay. 
I mean, he's probably he's pretty much already. Well, I guess he could go bald. He, I guess he grew, grew his hair back, right? So he, he might just, just be voicing it, it though. He could just voice sword on. I mean, they have to have his floating head, right? His floating head, yeah, I would think That's so. True. I mean, I guess they could just CG like a face and give him a voice. Yeah, but I'm I'm fully expecting to see Brian Cranston's mug floating in in a tube. Make it authentic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that concludes everybody's number 10. We're back around to Matt for number 9. All right, this is not a sequel, not a reboot. That's what they're saying. I'm going with Jumanji. Uh, okay. Really? <laughs> That's on another one of my lists, but it's not a good list. <laughs> all right, ma- ma- make your case. I want to hear it. I'm, yeah. I'm a big rock fan, yeah, okay. Dwayne Johnson, so like I follow him on social media, so he... He built the movie up for me a little bit. I enjoyed the first Jumanji, so I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to take this next one. And plus, Kevin Hart and Jack Black are in it, so I'm sure the the comedic performances are going to help out a lot. Karen Gillan's in him. In That's right. who I was yeah, thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. Bobby Cavanaugh? Or Can- Cannaval, let me say. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so the cast they... is winning you over, Josh. They have an okay cast for it, but here's the thing I'm not okay with. <coughs> Jumanji did not need done again. It was just about perfect the first time with Robin Williams, just leave it be. Um, I feel that way about a lot of Robin Williams movies. I'm a huge fan, and seeing it being The Rock being the lead in it, not that I have anything against The Rock, I think he's entertaining as hell, but we went from... Robin Williams to The Rock is the lead in a Jumanji movie, and it's just kind of like, it's throwing me for a little bit of a loop. But Michael, did you notice this, that the plot on IMDb says, in a brand new Jumanji Jumanji adventure, the tables are turned. So this, (laughs) this, this is not, this is not a remake necessarily, my friend. This is a sequel of sorts. They're saying it's supposed to be like years, years in the future. No, no, see, see, the genius was that, see, Robin Williams is the character who gets sucked into the game and he's stuck there. Then he comes back out to the real world. No, no, no. You see, our major adventure will involve our characters going into the game and it will take place there. Yeah. Ah? From promotional photos, I'd say that's correct. I agree with that. That's what they're saying. Looks like it's in the jungle a lot. So, like, in that way, I guess they don't have to, like, they can avoid the Robin Williams comparison worries because you don't necessarily have somebody just playing that same role of the little kid affected by the game and then he's stuck there for 30 years and then comes back out so maybe that's one way they're getting around it and it's another way to try to differentiate themselves yeah i mean i guess most of the cast you just mentioned that we talked about they could all be characters in the game and not Mm -hmm. the human people that are pulled into the game quite true does that save it for you at all bradley or no the, the the only thing that saves me is the outfit Karen Gillan's wearing in the <laughs> <laughs> on the poster there. That, that I I could watch that for a while, but it's I don't it, it I don't know. I just have such a warm place in my heart for the original Jumanji that I I I don't know. I'll Fair watch enough. this. I, I'm gonna see it just out of curiosity. But yeah, I think we're looking at the same poster. Her outfit looks very like early Resident Evil ish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tomb Raider-ish. Yeah, yeah. Both. It could go either way, but... Yeah. Uh, anything else to add for Jumanji? Romana, you want in on this, or are you good? 
No, I'm good. Okay. I like The Rock, so I probably would go see it, and I kind of forgot about that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I would probably, that, I mean, it would be like an honorable, honorable mention kind of deal, too. You have a second honorable mention list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's got like gold, bronze, silver of the honorable mention. Yes. Even yes. though they've lost, there's still many tears. <laughs> yes. You're, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Same with my what the fuck. Uh, all right, Romano, you're up for number nine. I'm going with the Kingsman. Ooh, okay. I wanted to put it higher, but there's other movies that I would want to see before that. It's not a bad thing. Because I, 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 I really, really, the the first one really flew in under the radar to me. Because I, I remember mm-hmm. Brian telling me about it, and I was like, eh. And then it was, it just happened to be like, <clears throat> um, like a free HBO weekend or something like that. And I, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just record it. And I ended up watching it. And it's one of those movies that I can like basically just like throw on at any time and watch from start to finish. Yeah. So I'm kind of intrigued. Plus, I saw that there's uh some bigger names in it too, and like like Channing Tatum. I was gonna say Channing Tatum. Like oh man, I didn't hear that name. So yeah, I'm thinking that might be pretty awesome. I was the same way. Brian Brian keyed me into the, that the the original movie as well, and I definitely enjoyed it. That one just missed my top ten. Anybody else getting in on this one? Uh, well, spoilers, the fact that uh, mine did not c- consist of as many uh, traditional, we'll call them, comic book movies allowed room for that to go much higher than nine. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, it's going to show up on my list later, too. <laughs> and I Although I, I am sad that they're not, move, um, they're not keeping it in February. Uh, like Deadpool, I thought that was a great slot for... A movie like that, you don't really get a ton of action stuff like that in the winter. Uh, and, and again, the the summer is just too oversaturated with stuff. So I think it has a June release, but October. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. Well, that might help it fare better then. Because I least... want it to do well. I just I, I think there's too much competition right now. Yeah. At least the list that I looked at it was October. Okay, that's that's good. So. <clears throat> Trying to check, yeah. Uh, IMDb lists October sixth for Kingsman. Gotcha. All right, that's great. That's right. Elton John's gonna be in this. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's right. I did hear that. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> What's his character? Who cares? Uh, himself. It, it's not listed, so maybe he's playing himself. <laughs> I hope I do. I hope it Actually, is himself <laughs> as some like warped version of himself who has always been some kind of like you know agent. rogue agent. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, Julianne Moore's listed for here. Jeff Bridges, <clears throat> Halle Berry. I did not realize that this cast was that big. It's also yeah. the same weekend that Blade Runner comes out. Ooh. Ooh. That could be a it's competitor. A good weekend. That could be a double feature. <laughs> uh, Alright, anything else for Kingsman? Alright, on to Josh's number nine. Alright, I really doubt this is going to be on anybody's, but I am, first of all, I'm a massive tree hugger. Secondly, I'm a massive sucker for animals, and I just love these freaking things since they've been making them. My number nine is actually the next Disney nature documentary, Born in China. <laughs> I would have not have predicted that showing up on anyone's list. <laughs> I can say that I've never heard of it. <laughs> Pandas, uh, they don't. They don't do a whole lot of promo for that stuff. Uh, a couple, 
about seven, eight years ago after the success of the BBC series uh, Planet Earth, Disney kind of got in the nature documentary business, if you will. And like for a while, they were doing them once a year and then it went to like every other year, it seems, because I think it takes a long time to produce these things uh, as in-depth as they go. But like they've done a, a whole series. There was Frozen Planet, I think, Frozen or Blue, Blue Planet, maybe. No, no, the second one was called Oceans. There was Chimpanzee. Um, there was one about, uh, like, the African savanna, I believe. Um, and this one is going to be about uh, species and, and uh, habitat of China. And I just I think they're extremely well done. Like, if you ever watched those Planet Earth uh, series, the caliber of what they produce them as, uh, I think, is top-notch. And I just find it interesting as all hell. And uh, I just love sitting through them. I know it's weird, but it's it's just one of my quirks. <laughs> Fair enough. So I think it's safe to say that's probably not on anyone else's list, but does anyone else want to chime in on this one? I got nothing. I got zero <laughs> on this one as well. <laughs> if you happen to go opening week, the uh, Disney will typically donate a portion of your ticket sales to World Wildlife Fund. There so there's go. a plug. I like that. <laughs> Josh, what's the date of the yes. movie for our listeners? For oh, thank you. Yes, I. How silly of me. Uh, they typically try to plan these releases around Earth Day, so it's going to be April in whichever year it's being released. Uh, I believe this particular one is going to be April twenty first. All right. So right there, around uh, the the last third of April, plan on trying to get to uh, the theater. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll just move on to Mike Bradley's number nine. Number nine. Okay. I have, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales for my number nine. Good choice. Um, <laughs> I, I love the Pirates movies. I'm hoping they can make a better comeback, bringing Orlando Bloom back at least. And I mean, Javier Bardem is an old, crazy looking dead pirate. That's going to be awesome. Um, I'm just hoping it's better than the last one. Let's let's say it that way. I'll be honest, yeah. I don't remember a damn thing that happened in that fourth one. No, they were looking for the fountain. The of bar youth. was pretty low from that. Yeah. Okay. Fountain of Youth, Mermaids, <laughs> Blackbeard casting oh, out his right. beard and using it to wrap people up or some shit. It was definitely kind of strange. Um But I mean that's what's good about Pirates of the Caribbean is they are strange, but the last one just didn't hit the right notes. But yeah. we're getting Javier Bardem as a pirate. Uh, I, I'm all in on it right now, so I'm I'm hoping to end up coming out pleased this time. Does, does anyone know is this a, the last one for the franchise, or are they planning on more after this? I think I looked into it today. I think I saw that there's a sixth one in next year or two years from now. So they're at least doing another one. Okay, I, think, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I think the the Stranger Tides. One from a couple years ago was supposed to be the kickstart of a second trilogy. Yes. And yeah. okay. it got abandoned because of the bad reception, I believe, right? I, I mean, imagine. it seemed like this one went on hold for a while, so I think they pr probably tried to reevaluate what the hell they were doing with this franchise. Yeah. It's definitely one I want to see. And Disney got a little bit busy after 2010 buying Lucasfilm and Marvel. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, too. You just put this one on the back burner for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, anything else for Pirates? 
I don't even okay. know they were coming out with a new Pirates movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make your honorable honorable mentions? No, it made that I didn't know about it. <laughs> you were sitting two seats away from me in the theater when the trailer showed during before Rogue One, man. Seriously? Seriously. He was too we focused were... on the Spider-Man trailer. He couldn't yeah, worry I was about say, it. He, he, yeah, he was in the euphoric Spider-Man <laughs> Uh, Alright, so we'll move on to my number nine. Wait, seriously? There was a different trailer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's out there, Mike. You can look it up on YouTube. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> That'll be your homework for next time. Watch the Dead Men Tell No Tales trailer. What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so my number nine. My number nine is Valerian, City of a Thousand Planets. Right on. The, the Luc Besson, Fifth Element type of movie. That Mainly, I guess, just because I love the Fifth Element so much that this looks like it's going to be... Sort of in that tone and like wild, crazy space adventure thing. I know it's gra- it's supposed to be what based on a graphic novel, I think of some kind, but I know nothing about that. And uh, all I've seen is the trailer uh, and some of the cast, and it's good enough for me. I'm I'm anxious to check it out. I had one major drawback on that, and that was Cara Delevingne. <laughs> um, getting her Enchantress wiggle on. Yeah. I, I, you know, she almost ruined Suicide Squad, so I don't, I, I'm not too hyped up on the model-turned-actress thing uh, working out in this movie either. Um, so, I mean, I'll give it a shot, because it still does look pretty damn interesting in yeah. spite of that, but I, I just, it, it gives me reason for pause. That's a fair fair complaint. Somebody still saw Suicide Squad and made the decision to ask her to be in this movie. <laughs> well, so. I think this movie was sort of like in development hell for a while, so I think it's finally getting to the point where it's being made, so she might have been even cast and shot before Suicide Squad. I don't know the timing. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it As effects-heavy as this movie is, and if they're coming out less than a year apart, yeah, definitely she had to be in the middle of this already. But they still had to evaluate her acting ability in some sense to choose her for a role, right? True. You would hope. I don't know what else and, she's been. I guess she's been in a lot of stuff, though. I think, the only thing I can think of is Paper Towns. I yeah. say that they, there's not much because she was just like a model before she started acting, and right. It, it it's not working as far as acting goes, in my opinion. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So well, yeah. I don't know if she's got at least I should IMDb her, but you know she's got at least now what three movies under her belt. So one I get I don't not that I watched Paper Towns, but I feel like Paper Towns was fairly well reviewed, and then Suicide Squad came out and you know hit or miss with a lot of people. So who the hell knows? I just feel like could be fifty fifty. I just feel like if it had been the villain had been better, it would have been much more of a hit with people for Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it like it really threw me off there, but yeah, I agree with that. Uh, anybody else for Valerian? We're moving on. It mm. made my honorable mentions uh, first tier, but <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, it, it didn't hit the top ten, but it definitely like there's no way I'm not gonna see it. It looks uh, it, just visually looks too incredible to pass up. 
Yeah, that's definitely, I think, a, a testament to Luke Besson and yeah. his style. So he does he does sci-fi, I'd say, uniquely better than everybody else. There's just something about it that stands out and is memorable. So we'll see what he does with this one. Uh, all right, we're back to Matt for number eight. All right, <clears throat> we got a monster movie here. We're going with Kong Skull Island. There we go. I like the big monster movies. That was a big, uh, the last Godzilla movie really, really was awesome. So this one I know, I think it's going to be real good. Plus, uh, I just, when, when the new trailer just came out with John C. Riley, I think that, uh, that comedy <laughs> piece is going to be real well. <laughs> but I think, uh, and plus there's extra spoilers. There's extra monsters in this movie as well that I did not realize were going to be in this movie. Ooh, so, don't tell me. I don't want to know. All right, I won't. <laughs> yeah, let's I want to be surprised. That. Yeah. It looks pretty good. I think it's going to be a good movie. Well, this is supposed to set up their shared universe, right, with Kong and Godzilla? Yes. yes. Okay. So we got our um, first Godzilla taste, like taste of Godzilla, so we're finally getting what Kong is going to be like in this universe. Yes. And I will be sure to say that this appears much higher on my list than number eight. <laughs> Um, we'll get to that later, but, uh, <laughs> I am very much looking forward to this version of Kong. Um, I love the reimagining and he's going to be so much bigger than he's ever been before. Kind of yeah. like they did with Godzilla. Um, <laughs> they, they did the same thing. Godzilla was never that big before. Um, and it, it's leading into something that, you know, I never really got to experience the thrill of being a child and getting to see like Godzilla versus Mechacong or, you know, Mothra in the theater, those kind of movies. And mm-hmm. now in just a few years, we're going to get Godzilla versus King Kong. And I am looking forward to that. An incredible. I amount. still don't so, even understand how that's even a contest. <laughs> wait until I you see Bradley got into it with Island. Ian, the one, the one episode about Kong and Godzilla. So, you can, somebody could go back. I forget what episode that was. I think that was when we talked about the Skong, the Kong Skull Island trailer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got into so. it with everybody about how Kong can win that fight. He's not going to because Godzilla's going to be their good guy in this universe. <laughs> like I'm telling, in the movie, he's going to lose because Godzilla's the good guy. They're making Kong a bad guy here, very obviously. Godzilla saved the day in his movie. Kong is going to ruin the day in this one. Um. <clears throat> At least that, that's definitely the look of it. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Uh, well, Romano, just out of curiosity, who would win in that fight, Godzilla or King Kong? <laughs> Godzilla. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're trying to start an argument. This and, I just want to see where everybody lies, that's all. What's that? Huh? Josh, what'd you say? I said, and would there be any contest between the two? No. no. Godzilla <laughs> is going... Is going to get outmaneuvered like crazy by an ape. Did you see how slow and lumbering he was? Yeah, fire breath. He's got to aim the fire (laughs) breath in the right direction, and Kong's going to be flying all over the place. So I don't know. Well, I'll give you the agility side. I'll give you that. The agility (laughs) argument. I'll give you that. He's got to grab Kong to hit him with the fire breath. That's all I'm saying. Here's what I'll break in and say. Uh, last year, when we did 2016 movies, uh, I think 10 Cloverfield Lane was on my top 10 list. And one of my justifications was, I believe, something to the effect of, I would watch John Goodman eat his breakfast for an hour. <laughs> I remember listening to that. Uh, John Goodman thing. eating his breakfast or Josh saying that? 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, do, all, all the elements together in this, especially you put, you, you put John Goodman across the table from Samuel L. Jackson in those tension moments, just that little bit that we saw, tickets sold. Sure. Don't forget Tom Hiddleston in there, Tom too. Tom Hiddleston's in it, yeah. Oh, I know, like, like I for mean, me, the, like, the three of them. Brie Larson, like, John C. Riley, like, all that's icing on the cake, but the two of them in those kind of opposing rolls like the cake yeah. is good already <laughs> yeah not not to mention we have like a mini marvel universe going on there and john That's goodman's right. like the only one absent um sam no, jackson Brie larson tom hiddleston john c Riley. john c Riley. Oh, that's, that's true, true. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. it'd be Star awesome Prince. if they made a joke about that <laughs> yeah if he got kong's name wrong in some way like he did star lords that would be great <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else for King Kong? All right. We on to Romano's number eight. My number eight is what is it? Oh, Logan. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm telling I feel you, like like, you're saying that for a lot of a lot of the don't know. <laughs> well, like my my top five were like no brainers to me. The uh, back five and, and like my honorable mention list. They all could have fell right in that position, you know, in there. I, I just, I, okay. I just, I'm hoping that it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be darker and grittier. I hope it's not stupid dark and gritty, though. <laughs> and they just made it, you know, rated R because Deadpool did so well. That's my only concern. But I, I'm kind of just interested just to see where they're going. I think it's more of a, just a, a curiosity to see where in the timeline this take place, even though the timeline's all fucked up. Um, yeah, it's such a mess. I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious to see what the hell's actually going on there because they really leave it way up in the air. Like, you know, Xavier's really old. Wolverine doesn't seem to be healing like he used to. So I'm just kind of, it's more of a curiosity thing Ooh. about it than than actually wanting to see it. Plus, it's well, supposed to be Jackman's last one. Yes, that's well, it. There's a couple things on that note. One is that. Uh, I'll say that the rated R thing, Hugh Jackman's been like campaigning for a rated R version of Wolverine since before Deadpool was made. True. Because Wolverine really does need to be able to hack and slash a lot more. And they're not going to be able to do that without an R rating. Um, The other thing is, is that lately Ryan Reynolds has been campaigning like crazy to get Wolverine to come in for Deadpool too. I've heard about Mm -hmm. that. So, he he may very well get him to do it because that's the type of thing that I think he would do is make a cameo, ten minute appearance in a movie. Cause, I, I was mean, really it, surprised he wasn't in the first one, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, in some small way. They were, yeah. I was gonna say it would be really small because they were trying to do that first one on budget, and now this one they're gonna give it a budget. So, but this Wolverine movie being Logan. It, it still upsets me. We talked about this before in a previous episode when we talked about the trailer that we're getting old man Logan and we're not going to be able to get the Hulk family as a part of it just for the end scene because I want to see the Hulk eat Wolverine and Wolverine cut his way out of the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that that is how he kills, that's how like he wins in the comic the original old man Logan storyline is the Hulk literally eats him and he just 
forms back together inside of him and cuts his way out. And he kills the Hulk. Um, so, in the long run, it looks like Wolverine versus the Hulk. Wolverine does win. Because the Hulk <laughs> is dumb enough to eat him. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that version. No, we're not. We're, of Even in not. the R-rated version. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, it, it, <laughs> if, if they had the Hulks, you know, if they, if they could use the Hulk in this, you, you, you should get that version. Because, I mean, that's like the whole... The Hulk and his family are the villains in the in the comic. They are like the bad guys for the whole thing. So yeah, but how closely has the X Men franchise followed the comics to begin with? Don't get me started on that. That's what I mean. Like that's I don't a five know, hour you can't conversation. Go into Logan expecting the old man Logan comic book brought to the screen because it's not going to happen. No, I know, I know, and that that upsets me because <laughs> I mean it's just <sighs> certain storylines like are fantastic among the X-Men stories that have been out there. They they touched on Days of Future Past, and they did a fairly good job with that movie. And Old Man Logan is one of the next best after Days of Future Past stories that they've told. And I, w- I was hoping for a real version of it, and it looks like we're getting an X-23 version of it, so I'll take it, just to get X-23 and maybe Dakin. I'll take yeah. it, you know. I just wish they would have left the door open for old man Logan instead of just calling this Logan. Well, if this is Hugh Jackman's last one, this can be the last last chance we get for that. Closest you're going to get for that. Yeah. But they're going to pull out whatever they can, so they're not going to hold back, I don't think. No. Which also brings up the question of who's the next Wolverine, because we know this isn't the last Wolverine movie ever going to be made. Right. Yeah, that'll be a discussion for another time, I think. Yeah, that could be a long one. <laughs> fan, start fan casting everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll move on to Josh's number eight. Uh, all right, this was a somewhat late entrant, but once I saw the trailer last week, it solidified the number eight spot, Alien Covenant. Excellent. That's higher on my list, too. I'm a huge Alien franchise fan. Uh, I think I'm one of the few people that that I, I've talked to, at least, uh, who have seen Prometheus and also are familiar enough with the Alien franchise. Uh, I guess a, a lot of Alien franchise fans tended not to like Prometheus very much from my experience, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so as Ridley Scott was kind of unofficially making this the Prometheus sequel without calling it so, and they went back to the Alien title, uh, I, I'm I'm all in. Yes. I agree. Um, I feel much the same way you, did, you said about that. Getting the cast back from Prometheus for this, you know, getting Michael Fassbender back, getting Numi Rapace back, it, it, the trailer, all of it, I am really behind this one. I can't wait to see this. Um, yeah. Is anyone else, like, a, a big Alien fan at all? Because I know some of you guys aren't really... I mean, Matt, you're kind of big on zombie stuff, but how, how are you on, like, sci-fi horror type things? Um, I've watched a bunch of the Alien movies. I'm not, like, one that's gonna jump at going to see it in theaters, but I would definitely watch it whenever it comes out. Okay. Is this another one, like, did you happen to be able to catch the trailer yet? I have not seen the trailer for it. All right. So by the end of this, 
Fit podcast, we'll have a list of trailers from all of our <laughs> lists to watch. Down, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, I mean, after you do, let me know what you think about it, because I think it definitely looks very intriguing. Okay. For the uninitiated um, in the Alien franchise, I will make sure that we note that there is, at least in my opinion, two different Alien-type movies out there. You have the Ridley Scott Alien Prometheus, and now we're going to get Alien Covenant. You also have the James Cameron version, yeah. um, which really changed to me, the genre that these movies fell into. Because originally okay. they fell into sci-fi horror, and he, with Aliens, Alien 3, and Resurrection, it kind of turned into sci-fi action. Um, I, the, the horror elements were not as strong there, unless you were extremely frightened simply by the appearance of the alien itself. Um, Fair enough. So th- there is two different realms here. And I'm not even sure that Cameron acknowledges... Aliens and Alien 3 and Resurrection in his universe. I know we're not acknowledging AVP in any of this. I know <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that's not a part of the Ridley Scott stuff at all, but I'm not sure whether or not he acknowledges that future timeline for his Alien thing, because essentially, well, also for those who haven't seen Prometheus, um, Arnis may be big of fans of Alien. Alien itself is actually going to be the in the timeline, it would be the final movie of these three. Prometheus being the furthest back in the timeline and right. Covenant taking place in between and then Alien. So Aliens, Alien 3, and all that would happen well after all of these movies. These are prequels, not sequels. Yeah, good point. And also keep in mind, like J- James Cameron only did Aliens. David Fincher yeah. did Alien 3 and someone else did Alien Resurrection. So, uh, But I agree, from Aliens and on... The tonal difference between Alien and Aliens, the tonal difference that he created in that second movie persisted throughout three and four. I'll give you that. Yes, that that's game over, man. You know, like it, it it's definitely to me that that was it was just completely different from Alien. And Josh, I know we talked about this before, and maybe <clears throat> Bradley will help flesh this out a little bit more. Didn't wasn't at one point Neil Blomkamp attached to an Alien film? Is that on hold? Uh, he was, I think, when it, it, its current status. I, I haven't heard anything in a long time. I think when they weren't sure what was going to happen after the reception of Prometheus, there was uh, mutterings that some type of alien project that Neil Blomkamp would be doing. Now, whether that would have been a continuation after the events of Alien Resurrection or whether it would have gone off in another direction, I, I don't know. I don't think his involvement was going to be the Prometheus sequel in in any way, So it would be a different alien movie. Yeah. 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 I don't and, think and Ridley where... Scott was handing over the wheel on that one. Okay. No, and, and where it now lies, who knows. Yeah, because I thought I heard rumblings of it possibly overriding like Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. That there oh, was a character true. in two that survived, or that, like, was a was a main focal point of two of aliens that they suddenly killed off screen for Alien Three that they want to bring back. Yep, the little girl. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that could be coming. I guess maybe in a couple years. I, if, I would if that... still be interested in seeing it. Oh yeah, yeah like I could have sworn he was already attached to direct, and they were doing pre production, and then Ridley Scott came in and said, "Up, oh, I want to make a Prometheus sequel," and then Blancomp's Alien got pushed aside for Ridley Scott. 
Probably. Yeah. And when, when you're Ridley Scott and you're like 80 years old and you have the resume that you do, <laughs> the, the the studio lets you do it. Yeah. I mean, Alien's his baby. Yeah, so, yeah that's fair. You know, and, and as far as, you know, what, what I was saying earlier, I want to be clear about that, that the whole difference between Alien and Aliens and everything doesn't mean I don't like Aliens, Alien 3, Resurrection. I love those movies, too. They're just different. You know, I love those for a different reason than the original. Yeah. Uh, Alright, anything else for Alien? Nope. Okay. Uh, Bradley, uh, you're number eight. My number eight is Lego Batman. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, it's the only DC-related movie on my list this year. Um, really? Spoiler alert oh, for the rest okay. of my list. Um, I have lost a lot of faith in the people making the DC movies. And I'm hoping that after this year, and I'm going to see Wonder Woman, Justice League, whatever they come out with, I, I'm going to see them. But I don't know that I have faith in that I'm going to enjoy them. But Lego Batman, on the other hand, looks like it is going to be just a barrel of monkeys. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, it, 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 it just, they need to put that on a poster. It has everything <laughs> going for it. Barrel of monkeys. Mike, Mike Bradley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it does. It looks like it's going to be fun. It's going to be hilarious. I mean, we're getting, I want to say, Zach Galifianakis is going to be the Joker. Um, <laughs> you know, like, if you look at the IMDb for this movie, and you pull up everybody who's going to be in it, the list of incredible people they got down for this movie it's pretty awesome i mean you've got ray fines doing alfred jenny slate i don't know who she is but she's doing harley quinn rosario dawson mariah carey zach galifianakis michael Sarah, billy d williams yes for (laughs) she's voicing the mayor what the fuck i I don't know that doesn't make any sense Uh, michael Sarah's doing robin Billy His D. Robin Williams is awesome. going to do Two Face. Yes, and of course, I love Will the Billy Arnett. D. Callback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be an amazing movie. It looks hilarious. I I'm full in on this one over the other DC movies. Yeah. Oh, really quick, uh, Jenny Slate. She was on Saturday Night Live for a hot minute, and then really? uh, she she played John Ralphio's sister on That's Parks and Rec. Where from? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. She's funny. <laughs> yeah, I think Lego Lego didn't Lego Batman didn't make my list, but it made my honorable mentions. It was there for a while and I thought about it and said, you know, I really am looking forward to that a whole yeah. hell of a lot. So now it's rated PG partially for rude humor. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming they're referring to that I only have one butt comment in the trailer. <laughs> well it seems like there's a lot of References to Robin wearing the boy, sh- the the go-go shorts, the you know, it, I think there's a lot be. of that. Yeah, yeah, there absolutely <laughs> should be. But I mean, it feels like there's going to be a lot of fan service in this, nice. and I love that about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on my list. It's a little higher. There Ooh, we go. Okay. See, teaser, teaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll move on to my number eight. Uh, my number eight, we already talked about, which was Thor. Oh wow! So Surprised it was that high for you. 
Yeah, I, I maybe I'm giving it a little bit more credit than Mike. Um, I get a little maybe I don't know. I Thor is destined for a good movie somewhere, and I think they have to do it in this one. So I guess I'm looking at it maybe a little bit more optimistically. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'll so, say spoiler. It's my number seven. So okay. You know, when we come back around, I've, I've already my next two movies have already been talked about. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make it quick. Yep. That's how it starts to go. Yep. Uh, all right, so we don't have to dwell on that one. We'll go back to Matt for number seven. My number seven was already talked about as well. It was Logan. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We can pass on that one. I'm I'm excited for the movie. I'm I go into movies. I'm a, just a big movie nerd, I guess. I don't know a lot about the comics of different stuff, and I don't read as many books as like a lot of you guys probably do to know more of the 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 background of certain movies. But I like to go into the movie just to to watch the movie. So. I like all the Marvel movies are, are high up on my list, so Logan was a little bit lower, but I'm still anxious to see it. Nicely put. Fair enough. Uh, so we're on to Romano's number seven. So this is another one of those weird ones. It's, just, <laughs> it's more of a curiosity thing, and that's what a lot of these are, is Justice League. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering uh, if anybody would have that on the list. I'm, I'm curious to, just to see where we're going, you know, and, and what kind of shit or what kind of awesomeness <laughs> we could possibly have. So this is going to be Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is your first uh uh can't look away from the possible train wreck movie. <laughs> yeah. Well no, that was Logan. That, that was Logan. Logan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that was Thor. I'm sorry. Let's go, let's go back to my number 10. <laughs> oh, so, so three of the four movies you've already mentioned are just like train wrecks waiting to happen for you. I was saying, yeah. you, you, it seems slightly masochistic so far. <laughs> I think he's crazy. gambling. Uh, I think he's saying, you know, one of these I'm is reaching. going to be worthy of my list. And I'm yes. putting them all on there so that one of them ends up being worth it. Yes. All right, I can buy that. <laughs> uh, anybody else for Justice League? It, it made my honorable mention. I'm... Yeah, same. Yeah, I didn't even really have it on my list. I was debating to put it in at like number ten, but then I was like, you know what? I, I there was two DC movies coming out that I'm looking forward, you know, that are. I don't want to say looking forward to because I didn't put Justice League on my list, but there were two DC movies coming out. I want to see the other one more, so I mm-hmm. put that one on my list. I cut D- Justice League off. Yeah, so it's in, it's in my fir- first tier honorable mentions. It. it it's gonna be. It just feels. I know they have other things in production already, but I really feel like this is the make or break a- after Wonder Woman, and then especially that a couple months later. If Justice League, it doesn't even have to. You know, it does not need to become the third highest grossing movie ever. It just has to be well received. It just has to be good. Yeah. And if it's not, I, I don't know. I I I. I, I I'll probably see Aquaman just because I like adventure action movies. I'll probably see The Flash because I like those kinds of things. I just won't go into them expecting them to be good. Well, oh, my, I mean, my my hopes are my my hopes are not high. <laughs> I mean, it, here's the thing for the other movies coming forward after that is the reason why Avengers works so good is because it was good. Yeah. It, it it was something you went home, you talked to everybody about, it, you told people like it does, you don't have to like comic book movies, you don't have to like comic books, just go watch this. It's awesome. It's a hell of a two and a half hour experience to go and sit through. Exactly. And people went and they flocked to the theater for this because it was awesome. They had Robert Downey Jr. established as a must see character, and 
they don't have that for Justice League. Well, the other I, thing, too, I think, like, Josh and I, I think we were actually talking about this the other night, um, that the first Avengers was an event film. It was the first of its kind. Yes. And I think that got a lot of people into the theater just because it was the first time you'd have superheroes team up from other movies in one movie, mm-hmm. and that was a big thing. Yeah. Justice League had the potential years ago to be the first one out of the gate like that. Now, they get stuck with the writer strike and some other crap behind the scenes as far as production schedule and stuff, so that never happened. Marvel still beat them to the punch, and they've been playing catch-up ever since. Yes. And the fact that they are under the gun now with every movie they put out just because Marvel has been doing quality stuff, I don't know if it's rushed productions for them or, or what, but... I feel like some of that stuff before they put it out, they have to be able to check that and be like, I don't know if this is going to play as well as we think. Maybe we should change something, but I, I don't know. Well, I mean, that, that, I mean, the the reason I feel like Avengers worked is why I attributed a lot to Iron Man and the popularity that of Robert Downey Jr. And yeah. I think they need to create that before they move forward because they don't have that actor, that character, like, nobody's flocking to go see Ben Affleck play Batman in a Justice League movie. Like, I don't think they were prior to Batman v Superman, but I think they are now. Really? He he was largely believed to be one of the strongest points of Batman v Superman. I would agree with that. I I would agree with both points, but it just might not be to the degree that Robert Downey Jr. was able to be established. I mean... I don't know, when I grade Batman versus, versus Superman overall, it gets a C-. minus. And sure, he grades out better than a C-, minus, but not by much. He might be a C- plus or a B-. minus. <laughs> you know, it, to me, as Batman, he's not... It's not there. The charisma's not there. It's not... I don't know. It's just... They're missing something there that they need. And I feel like the Justice League has always been missing that, even the comics. Okay. You know, they, they, they've been missing that the whole time the avengers had more color they were more vulnerable they were more interesting yeah yeah we'll have to see if uh justice league becomes a little more a little bit more relatable for people it's got to be one of those movies i feel like you can get non-comic book fans to see now if batman v superman's any indication i feel like a lot of the stuff they put in that movie is very heavily relying on comic book fans and their knowledge of the 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 lore Mm-hmm. If people go into Justice League missing whole sections of story because they don't follow the comic books and know these characters, that's going to be a hit and a, or a miss for uh, DC, for, by far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're obviously leading towards Darkseid, and whether or not we get a full-fledged Darkseid in this movie or not, it's kind of the thing like, how, how many years is it going to end up being that Marvel's been fleshing out Thanos piece by piece by piece? Yeah. Before they give them a full-fledged movie against all of them, so... I don't know, it feels like three movies, four movies, it's going to be a bit of a rush. Yeah. Uh, Alright, anything else for Justice League? Nope. Alright. Josh's number seven. Uh, We already hit it, Kong Skull Island. Alright. Alright, so that moves us on to Bradley's number six, or seven, sorry, number seven, which you said you talked about, which is Thor. Yes. Uh, Alright, so we're on to my number seven. My number seven is Wonder Woman, the other DC movie that will be coming out next year. Um, What's it about? 
Uh, this girl, this is an yeah. Amazonian woman. Okay. Uh, she gets caught up in World War One mm-hmm. with a dreamy Chris Pine. All right, I'm in. Right? I think that's enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... We, we finally have a superhero movie, I think, off my, the top of my head. It might be the first one directed by a female. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, of... And like any of the MCU or DC, I believe so. Right. Yeah. So we got Patty Jenkins in charge of this one. She's bringing Wonder Woman to the screen, um, which changed directors. There was somebody else in line before her, but it was another female director. But I think they they left in time that Patty Jenkins could come in and, and make the movie. Uh, and, you know, we talked about the DC movie franchise struggling. We're still waiting for that one that's going to solidify, like, okay, now we have to pay attention to these movies, and these are going to be good. Wonder Woman's the next one in line to do that, and I have higher hopes for this movie than I do Justice League, which is why this movie made my list, and Justice League did not. I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. <laughs> I have higher hopes for that than Justice League, but it still didn't make my list. Did it make an honorable mention, or not even that? Nope. Oh, okay. It made my list higher. Okay. And uh, as I've said before, I I honestly feel, at least given the product we've seen so far, I think DC would have been well served to open their cinematic universe with this character in this fashion, uh, or at the very least follow uh, Man of Steel with it immediately. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing DC is doing right. They are putting out a solo female superhero movie ahead of Marvel. If it's good, they're doing it right. If they trash it, it's not. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Well, it remains to be seen how well the movie will be received. But, I mean, that first trailer looks fucking awesome. So yeah. She was Agreed. the beginning factor for me in Batman v Superman. So Yeah, she did Agreed. stand out a lot better there, too. <clears throat> Like, I wasn't sure, seeing Batman Superman, how much we'd actually see of her. We don't get a lot, but it's enough that she's she's the one you take away from that. Mm-hmm. That and the theme song. Her theme song's fucking awesome, too. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's a good song. <laughs> I feel like the song was the best part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just that orchestral theme? Yeah, I really do. I mean, I'm glad it's making a comeback, too. So That song gets you pumped up. Like, I don't care what yeah, you're doing. You listen to that song, you're ready to hit somebody. I, I could watch that battle scene that for a while. Right? That's Jess's theme song when she's running through Sam's Club. Oh yeah, <laughs> <out of there. laughs> that's how that's that's how it started. Nice, just that's knocking people over. Ringtone. You need to get her a shield and a whip. That's all. <laughs> Mike would like that too much. Hey. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else for Wonder Woman? I'll just say it's definitely on my list of eventual movies to see with Gal Gadot. Plus, I'm I'm big into World War II movies, so. That one will help a little bit. World War One. World War One. Even better. <laughs> it, it's not. It's one. It's better than two. That's right. <laughs> um. All right. So we'll move on to Matt's number six. All right. This one actually is not quite out in all theaters. It was released, I think, last week for Los Angeles and New York. It's coming out in early January. It's uh, Patriots Day with Mark Wahlberg about the Boston Marathon bombing. I, for one, am a Mark Wahlberg fan. Plus, since I am a runner, I was actually watching that race that day. Uh, So I I know a lot about the movie. And from what I'm hearing, it's Mark Wahlberg is saying that they're they're doing the town justice. They're doing the race justice. So 
I'm, I have high hopes for this movie. I'm really hoping that it turns out pretty well. I think the early reviews for that are pretty favorable. Yeah, right. That's what I'm hearing. Probably. And he's, uh, I mean, he's a native of Boston. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and, his uh, city. This is like the third movie, nearly in a row, that he's done. Uh, with. Uh, the same director. Uh, so the guy right. that did, he made the same. He made a movie with same director that did Lone Survivor, and then they just did Deepwater Deepwater Horizon together. Because uh, I, I was actually surprised like, at Deepwater Horizon, there was a trailer for Patriots Day. Oh, <laughs> starring the same guy and directed by the same guy that you're about to watch. <laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. So I'm big, uh, I'm big into the movies that are like made about uh, like true events. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Lone Survivor, I really enjoyed that movie. His I haven't seen Deepwater Horizon. It's it's on my list of movies to eventually see. So yeah. this is just another one of you know it, it's it's crazy that he's in all three of the movies that are you know. Yeah, based on true events stories, but those are the types of movies that I like to go and see. Right on. Uh, is that on anybody else's list? No. no. I had a feeling I'd be in the minority on that <laughs> one. Uh, I wouldn't say that I do want not to see it though. Interest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's going to be there. It's not embellished. Right. Yeah, played up for the movie audience type of thing. And yeah. John Goodman is also in that movie. Frick, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll move on to Romano's number six. We already talked about it. It was Lego Batman. All right. Cool beans. That one meant a couple lists. Uh, on to Josh's number six. We already hit mine as well. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. All right, we're getting all the repeats now. Yeah. Oh, it'll break up uh, soon. <laughs> my, my number six uh, is Alien Covenant to keep you rolling. We're really rolling. Yeah, now I'm wondering my number. Yeah, my number six we also talked about, which was also Kingsman. Oh man! (laughs) Oh, we're like Kingsman six buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Uh, All right, so we're back around the mat already. Back to me again. All right. So another sequel movie. Um, I don't like the name of the movie, but The Fate <laughs> of the Furious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan of the Fast and the Furious movies, so I definitely have to go see this one. I just I didn't like how they named the movie. I'm just not crazy about it. But I think the, the plot of the movie looks pretty good. This Vin Diesel's even... a bad guy. Yeah. What? Yeah, I, I like the idea of the turn there. It, it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to go. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie to watch. Yeah. It's hard to to keep going up from all the other movies as well, so we'll see how this one turns out. I think it's at the point you can't think about these movies too much when you go in anymore. You just got to go and be like, okay, I'm going to see cars jump around and explosions and well, tank in this one too, don't it? There was There's a tank another tank, yeah, another tank. Yeah. <laughs> was but this time it's a good guy tank, not a bad guy tank. That's true. That's true. Was Charlize Theron in any of the earlier movies? I've not seen any of them. No, no. this is our first. How about Kurt Russell? This is the second. Second, yeah. Helen Mirren? First. Alright. The cast got you on this one, Josh? Yeah, they added some names. Yeah. These movies make bank. Oh, I know. (laughs) So, we we discussed this before. This is like mostly Asian bank that they make. (laughs) But it is. uh, Crazy uh, Scandinavian ginger guy with the beard from Game of Thrones is going to be in it. Okay. 
No Game of Thrones fans? Nobody? That no. reference went over my head. Ah. Uh, I, I, I haven't watched, watched enough of two it. seasons, and that's it. I haven't... Got it. It's on my list of, you know, things to catch up on, but... Just so, not yet. If I heard something previous correctly, are, isn't there a plan to make, like, ten of these movies? Yes, yes, every, I think, two years. So why call this one something like The Fate of the Furious if there's two more that's supposed to come after it? They, well, this is, if the abbreviation for it would be F8, Fate. That That's it? I think that's yeah, why that, they're playing that's the on... reason. Yeah, I think they're playing on the, the F8, Fate whole thing and had to put that in the title somewhere. Because they did Fast Five and... Right, I mean, I, I get that, but they even did, if you're you know, going like for it. that just because it's a cutesy thing to do, it's a weird thing to name it if you still have two more chapters coming. And honestly, if you're going to name it that way, put F8 in the title. That's yeah. what I wanted it as. <laughs> yeah, F8 of the Furious is what it should be. Or just F8. Yeah. I liked it as F8, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, you know, they got so much crap for Fantastic Four being called fan for- Fanforstic. <laughs> maybe maybe they maybe nobody wants to do the the F eight of the Furious. Well, it, not to mention it would be F F eight, you know. Yeah, well, no, because so. if you're just replacing the fate word with F eight to sound out fate, so and then you F8 just keep F. of the Furious of the. Oh, 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 I thought you were saying just say F eight and just leave it at that, and I'm I'm thinking like Final Fantasy eight in my head. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess for Matt's point, you could do F F eight, right? Fast and Furious 8? Yeah, FF8. I still like F8. I think it's clear. <laughs> just fate is the movie. Fate. <laughs> and at this point, they may as well just put the hashtag in front of it. So. <laughs> That's what they're going yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, anything else for Fast and Furious? Just one more thing. I, I'm just anxious to see. I was a big Paul Walker fan, so I'm anxious to see how they're going to either play him in or not play him in on this, how... What is what his character, where his character is at. Yeah, I think you and I talked about this before when we were talking about the trailer. That uh, it's probably the only reason that I could think of for Vin Diesel going bad is that someone is threatening Paul Walker and his son and his wife right. somewhere off camera. And it's or like, they, do this or I kill them type of thing. Yeah. Or maybe they kill Paul Walker's character and they have, you know, Vin Diesel's After the send-off they give him, son. I don't think, I think it'd be too... Like, you know, you'd just have a lot of people by killing him off screen that way. And they said that they were not planning to kill him off at all. So I don't know how they would do that. Okay. Yeah, I think after all the buildup of, you know, the seventh one, with the way they send him off, I think that would be a little bit shortchanged to just kill him off screen after that. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my reasoning, anyway. Um... All right, so we'll move on to Romano's number five. We already talked about it. It's Wonder Woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good slot. Uh, and then we're on to Josh's number five. Uh, my number five was also talked about, Lego Batman. Uh, oh, that got pretty I high up there. It got high up, this high up on my list because I think a couple reasons. Uh, I think I just need a good dumb laugh. and now it it looks no don't get me wrong it looks smart it's silly but it looks like it's going to be smart silly humor it's yeah it's going to be good writing and i just need to laugh to just laugh there's just too much crap in life right now too much crap in the world too many 
you know, artists and uh, foundational cultural people dying this year. And I think when I was putting my list together, I saw the trailer again and I thought, you know what? I would watch that right now four times in a row if I could. <laughs> and I think it's it's it, I, I'm going to enjoy it anyway. I would see it anyway. It probably would have made my top 10 anyway, regardless. But it hit number five because uh, to some degree, I think it's going to be, you know, wintertime medicine for everybody trying to get through the month of February with a bleak Pittsburgh winter and <laughs> just go to a theater and just laugh yourself red. Fair enough. I'd agree with that. Just keep um, that bleak winter thing out of the discussion. <laughs> it's going to be like last year. We're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll move on to Bradley's number five. My number five is War for the Planet of the Apes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I absolutely love the first two movies. Um, I was not a fan of the originals. Um, but the, the way they reimagined this whole thing is absolutely fantastic, in my opinion. Um, yeah, you want to watch a franchise that actually rebooted well? That's the yeah, one to watch. I agree. I have to say, I um, haven't watched any of them, but after seeing trailers for this one and the past couple, I definitely feel I need to go watch the newest ones. Yes. I own them. We'll, we'll watch them we'll watch them then, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt, the only thing I would say is going into the first one, uh, the, was it the, the, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yes. The first one? Yes. Yeah. At, at least, I mean, this is like, as big and epic and battly as this one especially looks, don't expect all that much out of the first one. I think yeah. it was a really well done approach to an origin story that really hadn't been considered before. It's a very slow burn. Yes, but yes. It's, but it's very well executed. Okay. Now is this is it considered a reboot all of these movies? I think that you could really consider these prequels to the originals, prequels. right? Pretty much. Kind of. I don't I don't know whether this is or leading not up they're... to how the apes took over the planet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did, these movies, at least the first two, yet to be seen for the new one. But it is the first time I feel like a Planet of the Apes movie is a good movie. Yeah. Whether you enjoy science fiction, whether you enjoy anything, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was just a plain good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a, a cinematic experience as well as well written, well acted, everything. Jonathan Lithgow was fantastic in, in that movie. Um, and not enough can be said about how amazing Andy Serkis is and yes. everything that he does. And this is just a showcase for Andy Serkis, so definitely worth it. Yeah, I actually kind of forgot that this movie was coming out, and then they released that trailer a couple weeks ago, which yep. was one of those trailers I think I wanted to talk about on the show, but too much other crap came up, and we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. But that trailer was fantastic. Yes. And totally forgot Woody Harrelson was going to be in this movie until the trailer popped up. Yeah, he looks awesome. Uh, this was yeah, actually, this is my number one honorable mention. Oh, it just okay. missed the cut for it you. It just missed the cut. It was my number 10, and then that Alien trailer came out. <laughs> and that bumped it just, just, just off. But yeah, this was definitely there. Yeah, it was on my honorable mention also. The first tier honorable first mention? Tier. Okay. Yeah, first tier. I feel like we have to specify every time you're talking about honorable mention. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Alright, anything else for Planet of the Apes? No? Alright, we're on to my number five. My number five 
Speaking of trying to pass the time in the cold winter months of February, John Wick 2. (laughs) I fucking love the first one. I know we've talked about it on the show before. I think we talked about the trailer for number two on the show before. Yes. Keanu Reeves just looks fucking badass in this movie. The gunplay and action is some of the top tier that I've ever seen in anything. The way they choreograph and film all that stuff I think is fantastic. Um... I don't know. I can't say enough about it. I think it's going to be fantastic. High hopes for that one. I I would say in any other year, that movie would make my top five. Um, this year, I just feel like is inundated with so many awesome movies coming out that it got pushed to my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, it, it. But yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. This is a movie that is a must see. Yeah, And I feel like there's movies I'm looking forward to more that I might not see in the theater, but this is one that I will be there at the theater for. So it's kind of, it's an honorable mention, but it has its place in my list somewhere. Fair enough. It's and, definitely one that I'm definitely going to be seeing in the theater, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I believe that and Lego Batman come out the same day. Oh, seriously? Oh. So you could make, Another double feature. Yeah, make a double feature day of it or a nice little weekend. Yeah. The two polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch John Wick first if you go into that. You, just, <laughs> you, know, like you, you, you can't come out of Lego Batman and go directly to massive violence. <laughs> you can go from massive violence to comedy and it works out good, but the other way around, I don't know. I, I, I would agree with that. I think that, I think that would work. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see the Try it both ways, theaters. Josh, and see how you come out better. <laughs> I didn't see the first one in theaters, but after watching it i now whenever it's on tv i can't not watch it it's just that good yeah you know i wouldn't what i enjoyed about the first one was it it was the first movie in a long time it feels like that a lot of people discovered just by word of mouth yeah it it feels like we haven't had that in years well it was definitely an under the radar movie you know when it was first coming around it was just kind of like you may have heard a little bit here or heard known what it was called or something. And, Oh, it's an action movie with Keanu Reeves. Okay. I'll probably watch it at some point. I'll get to it. And then you have that one friend who tells you, Oh my God, did you see this yet? (laughs) And so you immediately are like, okay, we got to see if this person's full of shit. So you (laughs) go and watch it and then you're amazed and like, Oh my God, what did I just, what just happened to me? And then you turn into that friend. That's like, Oh my God, you got to watch this right now. Exactly. I had that friend. It was Eric Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Kunkel's the one that did it to me. So uh, Shout out to all those friends that are like, you need to fucking watch this right now. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, all right, so we'll move on. We're back to Matt for his number four. I think this is going to be on a couple of people's list, probably a little bit higher. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I feel like I know where that's going to hit on Mike Romano's list. Yep. No. <laughs> that is, it's like also Spider-Man. my number four. Um, nice. Same number. I like how they did them in uh, Civil War, and I um, it was it was one that I was not sure where to put on my list, but after just watch, looking at some of my other movies, I I felt it needed to be higher up on my list, and just remembering who all was going to be in it and the the plot of the movie, I think it definitely helped to put it up a little bit higher. I'm glad you put it above Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I think we would have <laughs> beat you a little bit. <laughs> I must say that the thing I'm looking forward to most in that movie, and not to downplay any of the other elements, I really want to see Michael Keaton. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want I mean, to see that darkness in him again. Like he, it's been a long time since he's been in that kind of antagonist role. Like maybe there yeah. was a movie he was in in like the mid '90s. I think it was called Desperate Measures. Yes. Um, it's actually filmed in Pittsburgh. Um, yes. And it, he's so good at playing the spectrum, and he really hasn't gotten a chance to in a long time. Um, and now he gets to dive back into the comic book world, and this time he's the villain. Uh, and I kind of feel like he. He definitely earned his resurgence with Birdman. I thought he was amazing in that. Yeah. But I also kind of feel like he kind of has nothing to lose right now. So he can really, really go for a lot of different things that he wants to. Like, originally, right after Birdman, I think he was uh, talked about to be in Kong Skull Island. Yeah. And, oh, really? Yeah, he either backed out or, you know, it fell apart. Maybe it was just rumors to begin with, who knows. But I thought that would have been really amazing, and I don't know entirely if he backed out of that to do this, or if it was for other reasons. Uh, but his his abilities, I've, I've always been a huge fan. Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is that traditionally, Marvel villains don't get their due. True. So... You know, you're you're hoping with someone like Michael Keaton that he can bring what he needs to bring, and they give him time to do it. If they cut the villain short, I mean, it might not matter what he brings to the table. Uh, true. Yeah. Even, even if he's not carried on necessarily, if this is the only part that we get to see with him, I think what he will do is going to be special. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a spoiler alert for next year's show. Um, <laughs> he will be in the top five of next year's. 2018 movies with Beetlejuice 2. Um, <laughs> that that will be there. So is that but, wishful thinking, or, or is that actually happening? That's happening. Okay. Wow. I thought I've heard um, Tim Burton like dragging his feet for that for a while. Uh, well, if people are dragging their feet on it, so be it. But as far as I understood, it was happening. Okay. Um. But I can, you know, I'm not infallible here. So, <laughs> uh, but as far as Spider-Man goes, um, I'm gonna let Mike have his time because Brian and I talked at length about Spider-Man on the uh, speaking oh, of the trailer. Right. Yeah, Romano so, missed the whole trailer discussion we had, so we can even get you in real quick and tell us what you thought of the trailer. It's awesome. That's all there is to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Did you catch the moment where the shocker appears? Yes, I did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, it, it it it's looking pretty darn good. Yes. Now, Mike, do you are you um, satisfied with how they're handling Peter Parker, or how they're utilizing the visual look of Spider Man, or uh, since you're such a big fan, um, do you think they're doing a really good job with both? I finally think that we may have like the full Spider-Man, because like my my thought was was Tobey Maguire was an awesome Peter Parker, and Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. Uh huh. We never got uh, if you could put them two together, like their dialogue, you know, Andrew Garfield's dialogue, and stuff like that as Spider-Man was what I would expect Spider-Man to be. Yeah. Or hey, I'm swinging enough. here. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. And then I always thought that. That um, oh Jesus, um, Toby McGuire was yep. a great Peter Parker. So I mean, uh, yeah. Now, is it a little different because he's not a, a, a kid wearing glasses? 
but uh, I don't know. I, I I loved him in Civil War. I thought it was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, um, I'm just like so excited to see what they do with him. Now, how do you feel about the web wings? Oh, I fucking love them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to see the freaking um, the spider light, you know, the spider symbol light on in Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think that if I looked at that correctly, it looks like it has options. Yeah, so, they look like menus on the sides of it. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see if they bring that up and see where that goes. So yeah, I'm. I'm in the break. Pumped. I mean, I guess you can. I mean, spoiler, it's my number one. <laughs> it's like Skull Pupil all over again. <laughs> Skull Pupil. Well, I mean, how do you feel about the breakdown suit, too? Because I, I wanted to get your opinion on that, because that's something I don't know that we've ever seen in a comic. The breakdown suit? Like, he hits Just... the button and the suit, like, goes limp and falls off him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't honestly didn't even notice that. I thought he pulled it off. Yeah, yeah whenever his friend, like, sort of catches him, he, like, smacks the spider symbol like a button, and the suit goes limp and that's just like kind of a... falls off him. That's like a throwback to the old Japanese one. The, the, the old Japanese Spider-Man show. That that's what they, they used to use. Like, oh, like, really? It came out like yeah, it was like a watch. Yeah. So that's <laughs> kind of cool. I didn't even notice that. Hmm. I'll see. You better... I thought you would have watched the trailer a hundred times by now. I watched it like eight or ten. <laughs> <laughs> Today? No. <laughs> After we saw Rogue One. <laughs> I didn't watch it the first day it came out because I wanted to see it on the big and, screen. Yeah, I was proud of you. You actually wow. made it through. That's discipline. Yeah. Waiting. And, and honestly... I love Disney throwing their their lot in with the Death Star, Lego Death Star, that they're just like, hey, look, we make Star Wars too, so we're going to have a Lego <laughs> Death Star in the trailer. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know that thing's $500? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, he and it'll take you hours to put together. Yeah. It's like 14,000 pieces or something. Yeah. Yeah. Is it on your wish I list? Was, I wish. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish it, was it was on my, my wish list. list. Yeah, I wish it was on my wish list. Yeah, because I just got my Lego catalog the other day. I was looking and I saw it. Um, all right, so anything else for Spider-Man? Mm-mm. Nope. All right, we're on to Romano's number four. John Wick. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Oh, of course I was going to be up there. It was, it's, I mean, like honestly, these top four are, like, almost interchangeable. It's sort of, almost. <laughs> My number yeah, one is like, not interchangeable. I feel like the top four are going to be repeated a lot between a lot of us here. One I think the one and two are going to be like... four are interchangeable. I'm pretty certain Brian and I are the same on one and two. <laughs> but... It's probably a safe bet, yeah. Uh, Alright, so we did John Wick. Uh, Josh is number four. Uh, already hit it, uh, but it's this high on the list. Wonder Woman. Okay. Wonder if that'll be the highest that we have it for anyone. I'm saying yes. Yeah, since it's yeah, I think we're since times. we're pretty pretty much getting to the top three. I think yeah, we're probably getting close to that. That might be the highest that's going to go. Yeah, how we got it's going to crack the top three. <laughs> um, all right. So Bradley's number four we talked about was Spider Man. Yes. Uh, my number four we talked about was War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're back around to Matt for number three. Which we talked about, John Wick Chapter 2. Oh! <laughs> Alright. I definitely love, I'm real excited for it. Definitely was high up on my list. Nice. Uh, Alright, back to Romano for number 3. Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. I figured just that was going to make everybody's just, top 3. Yeah, just because 1 and 2 were kind of like hard to dethrone, but yeah. 
Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That fucking trailer. Honestly, yeah. that that between that and the Spider-Man trailer, I just going to see Rogue One, that just made it all for me right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was, that was like the most epic six minutes of my life. <laughs> they had some, okay, honestly, Rogue lie, One had a lot of awesome trailers. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. Well, that's the, you know, all those trailers came out a week or two before the movie did, so you mm-hmm. knew they were banking them in front of that movie in the theater. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Guardians, you can't say enough about how awesome that's going to be. Yeah. Um, it appears higher on my list, but it, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I could watch Baby Groot sit there and point at the button and say, <laughs> Groot. I, I could just watch that all day long. Um, yeah. Agreed. So... Yeah, this, uh, I, oh. this this was one Good. that obviously I think for a lot of people, all you needed to do was give us the date. Yeah, I yeah. don't I don't yeah. need pictures. Yes. I don't need promo. I don't need production shots. I don't need a trailer. I don't need a song. I don't need crap. Just give me the date. Uh, but I mean, the, don't get me wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was say, but I mean the fact that yeah, the trailer that they put together, it's it's so freaking charming. That you can tell there's, you know, following following James Gunn on social media, you can get a sense that there's a different operation sphere that he's allowed to 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 exist in with his projects than it seems a lot of the other. It seems like he he is a creative person who happens to be making Marvel movies, where yeah. whereas mm-hmm. other people are hired to direct Marvel movies. Yes. And there there's a there, there's just a fun creative uh spirit that comes through those that dialogue and those looks and that lighting and those lines. It just they said there there's a reason that the first one was so well received performed so well at the box office and that people were looking forward to this so much and i'll say that this was sort of my mantra for 2016 i don't want to see anything else about this between (laughs) now and then i don't i don't want to see a second trailer i'm going to avoid all the commercials if i can i i want the little bit that i've gotten it's enough for me but i want to go in completely surprised by everything else between now and then i agree yeah Uh, the point i was going to make is the the song thing they chose a perfect damn song for this as well as the first one because honestly going in the first time not having seen the first movie yet and everything the trailer sold me on i must see this movie the way they made the trailer with the song the way they staged everything it just said all right you can't miss this movie um the other thing about the first one and obviously i'm sure it'll carry over into this one it was and this may be controversial for some people, but the first Guardians was the first time I watched a movie based on comic book characters that felt like I was watching a comic book come to life. Okay. Um, and by that I'll say, easily, that was the most colorful movie they have made. Oh, yeah. For oh, yeah. any yeah. comic book movie they've done. And I think that really helped it feel like a comic book. You felt the same way you do when you're reading it. Um, because it, other than maybe Batman, comic books are very colorful. 
the you know the colors jump off the page. That what's make that's what makes it so attractive to read. And you know, let's face it, everybody's first favorite character when they're a kid's the character that looks the coolest and seems the coolest to them before they delve into the characters later in life and understand more about their motivations. So, I don't know, it just, it struck one hell of a chord with me that said they could make just these for the Marvel Universe and I could just keep watching. Yeah. So I think, you know, this is the movie that's going to be really under the gun for Marvel because Guardians 1 came out of pretty much nowhere, mm-hmm. made yeah. a shit ton of money for them, and now it's built up a fan base where now there's a lot of potential in anticipation for the sequel, and that's, you know, a lot of times that's when sequels sort of fall apart. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it's just because people are so excited for a movie that the expectations are too high. When you finally see it, it just doesn't live up to what you've built up in your mind and sort of falls short for people. But, yeah, fingers crossed this is one movie that lives up to the hype and, you know, everybody can still be really excited about after we see it. Yeah. I mean, it'll like, give me a... Oh, go ahead. Now, I, I was just going to say, like, the first movie, I didn't really know about the characters and, you know, it being a Marvel movie in itself. I was questioning going to see it, but then telling myself, this is a Marvel movie. I need to see it. It's going to play into the Marvel universe. I am damn glad that I went to see it. <laughs> now this one is, you know, I'm hoping it definitely lives up to the hype. I, I mean, to this day, it'll give me that second movie to watch because once a month at least I still watch Guardians. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, and it's the only one I can still do that with once a month and enjoy it because some of the other ones are good movies. Like Winter Soldier's a great movie. Civil War's a great movie. But they, they, they have too serious a tone for me to want to watch them over and over and over again. Guardians, I can just watch all day long and I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, I also love that the like main poster that they've released so far. Like, if you, if you look at the first, the posters from the first movie, like they definitely are all about the intergalactic nature of them and whatnot. You look at this like one poster they've released. It looks like it could be an album cover from some like punk band who doesn't give a crap if you buy their album or not from 1973. Well, that seems yeah. fitting, right? <laughs> it does, yeah, basically. And it has like it, like it basically gives you like no impression what any of this is about it's black and white um you know it just kind of has that uh attitude about it it's it's just so tongue-in-cheek it's great more to the point i love that the trailers and promotional stuff we've gotten so far we still have no idea what the hell this movie's about thank god which is great yeah Yeah. i just hope we haven't seen the funniest moments already yeah 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 um all right so we'll move on to josh's number three all right, uh, here's where we might start to deviate a little bit. Uh, <laughs> speaking of James Gunn, my number three is the Belko experiment. Is that yeah? I is that the one where they're in the they lock the people in? I will read the synopsis from IMDb because it is so effed up. <laughs> yeah. That I saw this trailer. It's amazing. So let me give you the quick backstory. So a couple of months ago, maybe three, four months ago, James Gunn writes this thing on Facebook and says, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, I woke up out of a dream and wrote a bunch of notes down immediately from the dream I had. And then I started pulling all those notes together and trying to write a script. Uh, And it became the Belko experiment. This was the plot that he had come up with. 
then he got it financed and handed it over to someone who made it. So it says, In a twisted social experiment, 80 Americans are locked in their high-rise corporate office in Bogota, Colombia, and ordered by an unknown voice coming from the company's intercom system to participate in a deadly game of kill or be killed. Watch the and the, watch the red band trailer for this. I think it's the only one that's out. It looks so screwed up, but it looks so intense, and and it's just gonna be like an adrenaline rush from top to finish. Yeah, this was on my honorable mention list in the back of my mind because I couldn't remember the name of it when I was writing everything down. I had watched that trailer, and I actually like sent the trailer out and tagged like five people in it. Like, oh my god, you have to watch this. And when is it coming out? It is March 17th, which is also going to be uh, a, a fun uh, possible double day, because it's the same day that Beauty and the Beast comes out. And it's St. Patty's Day. And I would love to do a back-to-back feature with Beauty and the Beast <laughs> and the Falco oh, experiment. Yeah, that would be a disturbing back-to-back feature. <laughs> you're Disney all about testing yourself aren't that. you Josh? oh yeah I, I i like contrast and i like dichotomy so i i like opposing things all right yeah i don't think anybody else will probably have that one on their list right yeah. right so we can just we can <laughs> just move on all right so we're on to mike bradley's number three my number three is kong skull island okay it's high up there nicely Good. done yes i am looking forward to that all right, so we'll get on to my number three. My number three is Spider-Man Homecoming, okay, which we talked about. So we're back around to Matt's number two. My number two was talked about. It's I guess it's higher up on my list than everyone else's was Thor. Oh wow! All right. Wow. Why high. why did you put it so high? Um, like I said before, I don't know a lot about the comic book stuff. I just like comic book movies, Marvel movies in general, and it just intrigues me. Fair enough. Is Thor one of your favorite characters? Is that why it's high? Um, I like the the type of character that he is, not from Earth, and the type of skills or the things that he you know that he has the the, the Thor's hammer and stuff like that is just it's in, inter, interesting for me in general. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so we're under Romano's number two, which I feel like I could probably fill in the gap. <laughs> Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's like 1B. <laughs> yeah. Realistic. It's like 1B. It, you know, like I said, the top 1 and 2 are just so hard to to judge. So like a flip-flop. I mean, I'll be there both nights, opening nights for both of those movies. So, yeah. it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean... It's just because it's fucking awesome. Just kind of hoping we'd have at least, like, a teaser by now, but I guess they'll probably save that maybe for, like, our first trailer. It'll probably be, like, April, May. Guardians, Guardians is May. Yeah, so that would make sense to tie it with Guardians. Fits right in with yeah. the space theme. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. anybody, at this point, we're going to get Star Wars movies till the end of time, once a year, so can't go wrong. And especially after the re- reception that Force Awakens got, I am excitedly looking forward to Episode Eight. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean... not much else you could say about it, I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah, if you need an explanation of why Star Wars Episode Eight is so high on everybody's list... You might be listening to the wrong show. I was going to say, if you've listened to any other podcast or <laughs> that we've done, any of the other episodes Star Wars related, you can tell we're pretty damn passionate about Star Wars. Yeah, three-hour podcast on a 
two minute trailer. <laughs> yeah, those are still probably some of our longest ones that we've done. Is <laughs> all Star Wars related stuff. Uh, all right, number two for Josh. Uh, my number two. Uh, Mike called it earlier. Uh, Romano called it early, early on. It is Underworld Blood Wars. <laughs> I wow. I can't I I am a super fan of this series unapologetic. Uh, I've loved it since the first time I saw the first movie and uh probably in like you talk about like movies you could throw in anytime. Uh Underworld Evolution, the second one, I I could do that. I could watch that movie once a month easily. It's such a popcorn movie. It's so enjoyable. I think it's so well done. Uh so the the, the admittedly the last one, the Awakening movie from like 2012 i think it definitely fell short of a big mark for me but from what i've seen from this they can uh definitely pick it back up and and i hope they do so so uh this is actually right at the beginning of the year this is let's see depending on what day this episode gets released it might be already out because it comes out january 6th so okay uh it's either gonna be hopefully go up right before yeah, so by okay. the time people are hearing this, it's going to be like three days, four days later that that movie's going to be out, and uh, I will be there as soon as I can. For the record, Josh is looking forward to this so much that he had it on his most anticipated for 2016 as well. <laughs> yeah, and then but then they bumped it, because it was supposed to be October initially of 2016, but they postponed it to January, because that has, historically, every Underworld movie has come out in January. So they bumped okay. it to there, and uh, so I was bummed about that, but... That's okay. In a couple more weeks, just like a week and a half from now, I got it. So I can wait. Uh, the only thing I would say about the Underworld series is the only one of them I didn't thoroughly enjoy is the one that wasn't about Celine. The um, uh, the prequel? Yeah. The backstory? That, yeah. that was the only one I wasn't fully behind. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the rest of them, yeah. So there there's that. Mike Bradley will be there with you opening day. Done. <laughs> uh, alright so we're on to Mike Bradley's number two Guardians that seems fair Yeah, pretty much where I expected cause it's the same place I got mine Guardians is number two for me as well uh, so we're back to alright we're back to everybody's number ones we're on Matt's number one my number one was Guardians of the Galaxy oh nice it's an excellent and again, place I think for it's, it. I just want to point out, he does not have Star Wars on his list at all. I do not. And I have a feeling Josh won't either, since we're getting to number one, and we have not <laughs> mentioned Star Wars yet for Josh. <laughs> I have a feeling Josh's number one might also be Guardians. <laughs> it might. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I think, you know, I, I don't know if Matt feels the same way. Like, there's so many movies that we've talked about, and there's so many more. Like, I'm not kidding. I probably have another 30 for next year's calendar that I've marked down as stuff to see. When I if when I had to pick out one, and I thought, what singular thing am I honestly looking forward to as as just a an overall movie experience? What one singular thing just seems the most fun, the most like I can't wait for that one. It it, it ended up being that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I started with right around thirty movies. That one was immediate at the top for me. Just work your way down. Makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah, for me, Um, one and two was very, very easy. Yeah, I think that pretty much is for everybody. Yeah, we already covered Romano's first one. His is Spider-Man 
Josh is his guardian, so we're on to Mike Bradley's number one, which I'm pretty sure him and I are going to match again. Star Wars. Yep. Spoiler. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, we both of us. Episode eight is the way to go. You know, like Romano said, you can't talk too much about it. We don't. One, we don't know too much about it yet. It's still a mystery what exactly the movie is going to involve. Yeah. Um. You know, and it'll be even more timely now, I guess, with the the passing of Carrie Fisher. Yes. Since this will probably be one of her last ones. So I'm anxious to see even what they do with Princess Leia because she's supposed to have a, a bigger role in this movie. Mm-hmm. So that'll be enough to look forward to for me. Um. All right. So we've covered everybody's top tens. Um. I guess I'll just ask: Do you guys want to do just a couple quick honorable mentions in the what the fucks, or wrap it up? I think we've hit a lot of honorable mentions as we've gone. Can I hear Romano's what the f's real quick? Yeah, because I gotta get going. I gotta take the dog out. Um, my what the f's are monster trucks. Me too. <laughs> Triple X. Yep, I got that on mine. <laughs> F8. <laughs> <laughs> and chips. Okay. I've seen chips on like the list of coming out, but I didn't. I hadn't seen anything else on it, so I don't even know if it's gonna happen. But yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with that one. I saw that and I was like, "What the fuck?" So <laughs> that was it. And then my honorable mentions were. I have three. I have Dunkirk. The yeah, the Christopher Dunkirk Nolan movie. one. It's definitely yes. on mine. Um, the new um, Ben Affleck movie coming out that Live by Night. Because I'm all about Ooh. gangster movies. <laughs> nice. And Planet of the Apes. Oh, nice. All right. Nicely done. So, all right. All right, fellas. I got to go. You guys can keep talking, though. All right, go for it. We'll cut you off. All right, we'll see you guys. Take care. Later. 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 Um, all right, so we'll spin back around to Matt. <clears throat> If you want to do honorable mentions and then your what the hell, what the fuck list. Uh, honorable mention, uh, Justice League for me. Um, I don't know a lot about the DC universe as much as the Marvel universe, but uh, I'm anxious to see, like everyone sort of touched on, the, the group aspect of a Justice League movie. It sort of intrigued me a little bit, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Um, other ones, the Wonder Woman movie, a little bit. Uh, Dunkirk definitely, like Romano brought up. I like I like the war movies, so that one was up there as well. And then another rock movie, Baywatch. I know it's, <laughs> I don't know how much of a plot there's going to be. I know the trailer just came out, but I'm hoping for a little bit of comedic performance from everybody. In it. it looks funny. Yeah, I'd, I'm curious enough about it. I think. Yeah. Should I jump into what the fuck movies? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I saw there is an emoji movie coming out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why that's being made. Truth be told, I, that was going to be on my what the fuck list until they like they just put on a trailer for it. Yeah, which the trailer made me laugh. So I was like, well, I can't put it on the what the fuck now because right. I actually think it looks funny. <laughs> uh, the other one I put on there, which is actually on my my long list of movies, but I just don't know why they're doing, is the next Saw movie. Oh, that was on my. Oh. I'm kind of excited about possibly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's sort of the list that it's on for me. I just like I don't know what else they can do after seven movies already. Right. I, I was just excited again? that they were possibly going to try because they those were fun movies, but they got sure. ridiculous enough that you can kind of hold them at arm's length. But I'm just curious to see what they try. I, I agree with that. Saw should have stopped at what's one. Gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> one was an excellent movie, and after that, the rest of them were kind of like, 
all what the fuck movies to <laughs> I me. Like, I, and maybe not beforehand, but definitely afterwards watching them, you were like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> um, it, you know, it, it is what it is with some horror movie sequels that you know what you're getting into when you get a horror movie sequel. Yeah. So I'm not uh, going to blame them for it. All right, so we'll spin over to Josh's honorable mentions and what the fucks. All right, I will go quickly through my honorable mentions because I had a lot and I mentioned many of them during the discussion, but on mine was John Wick 2, uh, a movie called Patient Zero, Logan, Power Rangers, The Circle, Annabelle 2, Life, that space movie with Gyllenhaal and Reynolds, uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Spider-Man, War of the Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, Valerian, and the Th- City of a Thousand Planets, Dark Tower, Blade Runner, Thor, Justice League, and Star Wars. Josh, I have a question for you. Yes. I know you're a fan of the movies, but I didn't hear you bring this one up. What's that? God Particle? The next Cloverfield movie? Okay, so I... I, I, What did you hear about it? Because I I, I saw an article that was like, oh, we have news about that. And and then it wasn't. It was just clickbait crap. So (laughs) supposedly it's it's happening, but I don't know if it's going to be this year. It got moved back already to October of 2017. I don't... All I know about it is they're supposedly on a like a space station and something with the uh, uh, what's the 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 super collider okay. in Switzerland. Something happens with it and Earth disappears. Ooh! Now okay. I don't know how that's going to play into like the Cloverfield aspect of the movies, but yeah, that's, that's what I know of the mo- this one. Well, in in a, in part of a discussion that we'll have in a couple of weeks, uh, based on our 2016 favorite movies. Uh, in the same way that Ten Cloverfield Lane pretty much had nothing to do with Cloverfield, right? Uh, I assume it'll kind of be the same way here. I mean, you at least have the space element involved, so that kind of could tie in more strongly without it being so strange. Yeah. Um. But yeah, same thing. I I, I wasn't sure what to make of it because I didn't know what was really going to be happening, but. Um. I will say uh, one thing that gives me hope for it is that both Chris O'Dowd who was in the Bridesmaid movie. Uh, he was in, uh, actually, he was in Thor 2. Um, and uh, Daniel Bruhl, who was uh, Baron Zemo in uh, Civil War and some other stuff that I've seen him in that, that I've enjoyed. Uh, at least in the same way that 10 Cloverfield Lane was a great movie, even though it had nothing to do with Cloverfield, this could also be a really cool movie in and of itself. I agree with that. Another name that I heard, but I have seen it on some sites and not other sites, is John Krasinski. Oh, tied to I that? I don't know if he's... Yeah, supposedly he was supposedly in it. I can't remember what site I saw his name was on it, but then on other sites it wasn't there. So I, I don't know if he's in it or not. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that would be welcome news to me. That would be a really yeah. good addition. He's got his own stuff coming up, doesn't he? I thought he was tied to, like, the Jack Ryan Amazon TV show. I don't know that. Yeah, I, I, so think I don't I know if that how, like how much that's going to impact his schedule if he is because I think he's he's playing the title character right he's supposed to be Jack Ryan. Yeah, oh, that's holy what crap! I yeah, he is. I don't know when that starts. Like, I don't know if that's next year or somewhere down the line. I just remember him being attached to that. And you know what? To bring it full circle around, he is the narrator for the uh, Born in China Disney nature movie. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. (laughs) 
Got to plug that one more time. <laughs> All right, you know what? This instantly just went on my what the hell list because I went to Krasinski's page and his oh, next no. voice credit is for a movie, an animated movie called Animal Crackers. <laughs> it is exactly what you think it is. Talking animal crackers? A family must use but, a but... magical box of animal crackers to save a rundown circus from being taken over by their evil uncle, Horatio P. Huntington. Oh my god. <laughs> if what they went the, the sausage frack. party route with that, I would be happy <laughs> with it. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, my, my other What the F movies real quick were uh, Monster Trucks as well. I'm going to put this next Smurf sequel on the list too. <laughs> I don't even know if this is two or three. I don't know why they're doing this. They shouldn't have ever made the first one. Uh, and for me, I'm putting Transformers movies on from here on out. They're like the Nickelback of movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should put they on the They make money and nobody knows why. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hashtag we gotta use. <laughs> hashtag Nickelback of something, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so we'll go over to Mike Bradley. Your couple honorable mentions and what the fuck. Um, my first honorable mention that I stated before, John Wick 2. Um, second honorable mention was for The Dark Tower. And my third, which I am shocked Josh did not bring up, since he is so horror movie savvy, is Insidious 4. Oh, I got um, that too. Well, there, I, there, you just didn't. There name wasn't. It. Well, just like just like Saw, there wasn't specifics on it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be coming out, but they, it doesn't really seem firm because I saw a Insidious Four and a possible Friday the Thirteenth reboot of some kind. Yeah, Insidious Four though they have Patrick Wilson on for it. That is as true, as far as I understood. That's true. So just, just in terms of like definite that to me, twenty seventeen movies, I didn't know if it seemed uh, uh, already like set yeah i i would say that about it but oh, it's okay, coming good. can you guys sell me on the dark tower i just recently started hearing about this movie and it looks pretty interesting can you give me a little background on um it? i know you said you don't read much but these are the dark tower is based on a series of short novels written by stephen king right um and there is so much going on in the story that it's Difficult to sum up in a short term, but um, best thing I think you would do is probably check out Wikipedia for it, um, because it's been probably a solid ten years since I read it. Okay. Um, I don't know much I about, it. about I, it. I know they've been trying to get a version of it made for probably fifteen or twenty years. I guess it, it's very yeah. epic in scope. There's a lot of moving parts to it. At one point, like four or five years ago, Ron Howard was involved. They were going to like make a movie and then have like a 10 part series on TV and then have another movie and a 10 part, like, and it would all be chronologic, like from one section to the next. Um, so it, it's, it's, yeah. I guess it's big in scope. A, a friend of mine who is a writer himself is a huge Stephen King fan. And even though I don't know much about the story itself, I trust uh, his reverence for it enough to believe that it's going to be probably pretty cool. I think, Josh, even before Ron Howard, I thought I heard that J.J. Abrams, Damon Lindelof, and Carlton Cruz from Lost were all attached to doing it, too, at one point. Wow, that would have yes. been pretty incredible. It wouldn't surprise me. 
it's 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 very epic in scope. Um, I, and the little bits that I remember about it all kind of center around a character called the Gunslinger. Um, and is that going to be the Matthew McConaughey or Idris it, Elba? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Idris Elba is much more um, gunslingery. Let's call it. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's definitely looking very promising, and it, 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 Stephen King interpretations go one way or the other. You either get something that was as good as the miniseries they did for The Stand, and as good as what they did with It and Tim Curry, or you get Cujo, <laughs> or you get Pet Cemetery. It, you know, it, it can go one way or the other, because, it, you know, it, another great example is Needful Things. You know, that was a fantastic book that they turned into a fantastic movie. And some of his stuff translates really well, and some of it doesn't, but... In that respect, The Stand was just as weird of a story as The Dark Tower. And The Stand went over really well. So, hopefully, this comes out good. But I think we'll just have to wait and see which end this ends up on. There you go. Well, Sounds good. Can you sell you on it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll as... be anxious to see like a trailer whenever it comes out. Yeah, that we'll have a lot more information when we get a trailer as to how in-depth they're going to go, because it, it is a story that has a broad... I mean, it's a lot of short novels, but they add up to a lot of story. And, you know, The Stand was a four-part miniseries that lasted, I want to say, like four and a half or five, five and a half hours, something like that, all told, if you watch it straight through. Jeez. So, yeah, it, it was a big deal. <laughs> um, so telling that whole story became kind of integral and with Stephen King leaving out parts is not something that you get much of an option to do because yeah. he ties all the characters in in different ways that you can't imagine when you start out and to get there to get to the end of it you, you very often have to take his whole path otherwise it's not going to make sense and it's going to suck um, fair which, enough they may go that route, and I hope they don't. So that's why I'm still honorable mention for this movie. Yeah. Not full-on ready to go for it. But uh, moving on to my what-the-fuck list. Um, I'm sorry, Matt, but... Uh, <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> Jumanji and Baywatch are my what-the-fuck list. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. Jumanji, the idea of the animals and what they did with the Jungle Book gets me excited to see the you know, the technical aspect that they do with it to improve upon the look. The rest of it, what the fuck. Um, <laughs> and a Baywatch movie. Now, I don't want to be the person who calls people out, but I seen they actually got some fairly well-known actresses to go for this movie. Yeah. And th these are well-known actresses that are willingly and openly objectifying themselves because, let's face it, Baywatch was about guys who were ripped running around with their shirts off and girls with big boobs running around, bouncing around. Right. The actual show Baywatch itself sucked. <laughs> um, but Pam Anderson but Hoth, running in man. a bathing suit. The and, Yeah, exactly. The worst Nick Fury there's ever been. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it, it's... I, I really do like The Rock. I love watching... I'll watch anything the guy's in. So these movies I will watch because he's entertaining as hell, 
But why? I have to ask myself why on both of those movies. Um, and I don't have an answer. I can't, I mean, other than, you know, they think people are willing to just go and see the boobs bounce for the movie and that's enough to get people in the theater. Um, I, I think the success of this is going to hang on it being self-aware. Yes. Yeah. It's going to play. Sure. It, it, it's, it's gimmick is that it knows what it is and it's just it's going to be that in the most fun way possible it's going to that it can be I mean if they're making it a parody I would absolutely be all about it if it's an open parody Mel Brooks style I would love it I don't think um, it's going to be that on the nose but I think it is it's going to be very <laughs> self-aware it's going to know that the boob shots are boob shots it's going to know that the the tight abs sure. are tight abs it's not going to be it's not going to try to have the like moment of earnest drama that the show sometimes tried to pull on you. Right. And it, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. If they give me the full on weekend at Bernie's reaction to her running down the beach with just the sunglasses, down, <laughs> just, you know, I will, I will go for that type of comedy involved in it and I'll give it a bit of a reprieve, but it's still something that I, I think you got at earlier where you were talking about the creative movies that are out there this mm-hmm. year that we have a lot of this rehashing. Um, you know, not that I'm excited for it, but I did see that they are doing another train spotting. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that would kind of make my what the fuck list as well. <laughs> okay. Um, in a sense that. It, it it doesn't. It's not something that needs another movie. Um, it's kind of like the same way I feel. Like Jumanji doesn't need another movie. Baywatch doesn't need a movie at all. Train Spotting does not need another movie. You know, it's not something that requires a sequel. It, it's good enough on its own. The first one was, you know, a good movie in a lot of senses. But I, I'm just not with doing a sequel on it. It, it I don't know. Right, At least enough. with the Baywatch thing, I think they're they're playing up like a buddy cop type of feel to it. Yeah, there is a plot to it a little bit. I think they trying to solve a murder or something. I can't remember from the trailer, but it's not just them swimming in the ocean or whatever, slow jogging for yeah. two hours. <clears throat> oh, I, I understand that, but even think about how ridiculous the idea of lifeguard solving a murder is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I think that's they even play that up in the trailer, like how ridiculous it is that they're right. taking on a murder case. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like cops would show up and be like, uh, you're lifeguards. Did you see what happened? Would you like to give a witness report? <laughs> that's that's all essentially we have the you. end of the trailer. <laughs> I think that's what it is, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll, I'll give the trailer a look and well, I don't know. Let's to say, me, I just see Baywatch being made into a movie and I'm just, I shake my head. And, <laughs> let's say that this, this will require all suspension of disbelief for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and just go with it. That- that's fair. All right. <laughs> um, you got anything else, Mike? No, that was it. Okay. Uh, we'll finish up with my honorable mentions and what the fucks. Uh, my honorable mentions, the only ones I that we talked about were Kong and Logan. I had those on my list. And then one that actually Josh and I were talking about last night that I kind of forgot was supposed to come out next year uh, is Edgar Wright's return to movies with Baby Driver. Oh yeah. I guess uh there's I guess it revolves around like some little teen kid or younger kid, I guess, uh who 
is a getaway driver for four different uh, robbers. And then at some point, like, something goes wrong that affects all four of them. Uh, but the cast itself, wait, I gotta look at the cast again, because the cast was pretty cool. Um, like, John Hamm's in there. I think Kevin Spacey's in there. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Uh, who else did I have? Yeah, John John Bernthal, Jamie Foxx. Flea. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think those are all the big names. Uh, she, she's um, not, but yeah, I mean, she's not a big name yet. But uh, Lily James, I think, is going to be the lead uh, female, and she was oh, okay. She was in the uh, live action Cinderella that Disney did, but she was also the lead uh, in okay. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Uh, I happen to enjoy gotcha. her in that, especially. So that's one more notch on the belt. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anything Edgar Wright does, I I normally enjoy. Mm. I love the Cordetto trilogy. I think those are fantastic three movies. Still crossing my fingers for Hot Fuzz too. <laughs> I want that to happen really, really badly. <laughs> um, as far as my what the fucks, I got Triple X Three. That movie didn't need to be made at all. There's no no reason for that. It's Vin Diesel's ego on crack. Uh, Transformers. That franchise should have stopped a long time ago. We we don't need any more of those. And scrolling through a list of movies, apparently there is a Barbie movie. Oh yeah, set to come <laughs> out with Amy Schumer. As Barbie, or at least maybe not Barbie, but I think it revolves around her not being the perfect Barbie doll and somehow gets kicked out of Barbie doll society or something along those lines, the summary that I saw. And I could be wrong, but I think this is a live action movie. I Yeah, I think that was what I saw. Yeah, it's not any kind of Barbie doll animated movie that she's voicing. It's some type of real human beings showing their what faces. What if it's like real humans playing with Barbie dolls, that t- like Toy Story, but with strictly Barbie dolls? Mm, that's still... Will they classify that as live action? Well, to quote a uh, one of my favorite lines from News Radio, if what you're saying is true, then I still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah, I, there's nothing about this that would interest me. No, not at all. Um... All right, well, I think that's probably where we'll wrap it up, right? If nothing else for anybody? That'll conclude our look ahead at 2017. So mark a year from now, and then we'll see how well these all turned out. Yeah, we'll reconvene and see how wrong we had our list. Because yeah. <laughs> I can tell you from the anticipated list of 2016 to what my favorite movies of 2016 ended up being, like half of them aren't on that list. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was what we, I had, we talked about the other, the other night. Independence Day, I think, was my number two from last year. Oh, wow. Jeez. That is nowhere in sight for my <laughs> favorites of 2016. You know, I still enjoyed that, though. N- no. No, no, no. <laughs> no you, still actually, had, you actually didn't. <laughs> yeah, you, you're telling me you didn't have a... It was at least fun if you went into it with the expectation that the story was going to suck. I, I went and saw it twice just to make sure I hated it. <laughs> and I, I I can confirm it was terrible. So I shouldn't oh. see it then? <laughs> I went into it, well, again, I went into it thinking it was going to be number two in my, my list of 2016 movies under Rogue One. Like, that was going to be my top two. Yeah. So I mean, my anticipation for that is very, very high. high. I'm still going to see it eventually. Yeah, now it, it's worth the rent. Yeah, it's worth the rent. Yeah. See it. 
Unless George R. Binks and Metachlorians come around, I think I'll be okay with Star Wars as my number one. <laughs> Unless they make a comeback in some way, uh, I think I'll be okay. And, and I don't think Guardians is getting pushed off a of number two. I feel solid on my top two here. Yeah, I feel a little bit more better about my list this year, maybe. Of course, I say that now, but we'll see next year what happens. Yeah. Um. All right, so I think that's it for us. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um. At some point over the next couple of weeks, we will do, you know, Josh has been teasing it. We'll probably do our top 10 favorite from 2016. Uh, so you can keep an eye out for that one. Uh, otherwise, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. Also, you can share, subscribe, and favorite the show to keep up with us and all the shit we're doing. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Superfriends. And that's it for us. On behalf of Mike, Mike, Josh, Matt, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Happy New Year, everybody.